in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Welcome in, everybody. It is Tuesday, November 28th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you from the world-famous, world-renowned University of Louisville College of Business Studios. College fans take accounting to a whole new level with UofL's Master's in Accounting and Analytics. In-depth data analytics courses allow you to achieve a new mastery of accounting in this AACSB-accredited program. They've also got 11-month competitive internship opportunities and full access, not just partial access, not just minimal access, but full access to the Becker CPA exam review. All that's going to help you graduate career-ready in just 12 months. Visit business.louisville.edu to start your journey today. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 961 FM, streaming all over the Milky Way galaxy. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford is here. Trevor Kelsey is here on a feel-good Tuesday. Feel good, maybe stretching it a little bit. Feeling better than we were yesterday, I think, is more apt. Trevor, how are you on this side uh, this afternoon? I'm moving on Tuesday. Turning the page Tuesday. There you go. Turning the page Tuesday. Get Bob Seger on the line. Does he have Metallica. a song called Turning the Page? Turn the page, yeah. Oh, there I Turn the page. <laughs> Here I go. Talking about basketball. <laughs> like I hate to sing it out loud to realize the song. Here I go. Bringing up Kentucky. <laughs> Now we're turning the page. Turn the page. I can't Move do it yesterday on. again. I know that it's still no. fresh in our minds. I know that people are still upset. Not mine. I'm still hearing about it a lot. It keeps coming up. All this stuff. I we got to turn the page. If it comes up today via text or whatever, it comes up. But for the most part, we said our piece yesterday. We got it out of our system. It was therapeutic. We're moving on. This chair is all messed up. I don't know what, what TJ or whoever's it, it, somebody like I use the same chair. The entire time, the year and a half we were in the other studio, and every time I come in here, it's like all tilted forward. Like somebody just does not like sitting back. Like my, ba- I'm like hunched over, like hunchback of Notre Dame. It's ridiculous. I can't fix it now. You can't sit back. No, I can't. Like it, it's, the whole chair is just like all hunched over. Like just the settings are all messed up. That's how I feel at home. If I sit back, I'm screwed. And and they have they always take it like way down low. Look, I'm I'm a short gentleman. I enjoy the chair being up as high as it possibly can be. That's got to. What now is the chair up high or is the chair low? The chair's low. I think it's going to be Roush sitting yeah, over here. Yeah, it's going to be Roush, yeah. Which makes sense because the, the crappy headset was always over here. I'm sure TJ's taking the good ones sitting on the other side. I think TJ uses his own uh, headset. Well, you can't hear. Uh, when we did the show with I did the show with him. He had uh, earbuds on. Like, the, just not not like wireless ones, but the ones, old style ones you plug in. You can't plug in anything here. He, he did. Well, 
more power to him. Mine don't work you want, here. You want to call him and ask him how he did it? The other ones don't work here. I mean, remember we had the the whole, like, the technician came in. He was like, that makes no sense. I don't know. I was like, well, I guess I'll use the ones you got for me. <laughs> there we go. Uh, he just didn't want to help you. He, that's probably what it was. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, I mean, there's really nothing you can do to help. I just, you plug them in. And if they work, they work. If they don't, they don't. You're the mic he was talking about he hated. Yeah, he was like, that guy. I was like, I just assumed it was another mic. I hate his sweatshirts. <laughs> He's like. Five, five and a half. He's just a- I change his IMDb page <laughs> to five, five and a half. We want to hear from you today, of course, on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Yesterday, a very eventful day on the Thornton's text line. I'm sure today will be eventful as well. They always are, just some more than others. I mean, we got, I mean, like 17,000 texts yesterday. People wanted to vent. They vented. They got it out of their system. Some UK fans chimed in. We always appreciate that. Not so much yesterday, but when it happens, it happens. And you guys got your shots in. That's fine. Happy. Happy for you. That's a total lie. I'm not happy for you, but congrats. You got the win. You got your shots in. Now we're moving on. I, I did hear... Time to focus on Bellerman. Revenge time, baby. We got Bellerman out there. We got rumors swirling. We got all sorts of stuff going on. It's, it, t- it's time for... Re- See, we, we missed one shot of revenge. We're not talking about it ever again anytime soon. Chattanooga? Well, I was in Kentucky on Saturday, but okay. Uh, but now getting the all-time series lead against um, who did we lose to earlier? That was like five and five. Maybe it was Chattanooga. In basketball? Yeah. Oh, who knows? I mean, we, I mean, who'd be Indiana? Playing? Anybody? We? I mean, exhibition game, regular season? Which one? Wesleyan. Yeah, you got to be more specific when you're talking about Louisville losses under the. Ken- it's a revenge game for us, Wesleyan. They're all revenge games at this point because when you win four games, who do you? There's very few not to get revenge against. But we start with Bellarmine tomorrow, baby. Some revenge. Sorry, Scotty. Coming for you. We got Bellarmine tomorrow, and the reason why we lose, the way. reason why we have Bellarmine tomorrow is we're not involved in the ACC SEC championship, which starts tonight. Like I saw the whole schedule, I'm like, oh, it's the first big event. I'm like, oh, that's why I didn't realize that it was. We're tonight. we're in our, our very own ACC Atlantic Sun Challenge. You're damn right, and we plan on winning. Yes, we didn't win last year. No one else in the Atlantic Sun would play the ACC. They were scared. Bellarmine's like, we'll step it up. Did we go 0 2 in the ACC Sun last year? I yes, think? we did, I believe. Well, I know we went 0 1 against Bellarmine. Who else did we play in the Atlantic Sun? I think Lipscomb. We, didn't we play them last year or was that two years ago? Uh, we lost them last year. Well, then we went 0 2 in the, <laughs> the Atlantic Sun. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look, it wasn't a good year. I don't know if you guys remember that. Wasn't the best. wasn't the best year. <laughs> Not our best effort. You guys say there was the best of times and the worst of times? It's pretty much just one-sided. The good news is we've turned the page. Yes! Once again, we've turned the page. The basketball version is the Metallica version. God, we legit did go into it in the A Sun last year. I, was, I mean, I believe it. I, mean, I was just trying to see if we played anybody else. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's not hard to remember the wins when you won four games. Yes. <laughs> I can tell you all three and conferences only, we won games in. Uh, hold on. ACC, uh, Conference USA, and uh, 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 MIAC. That's correct. Yeah! This year we've already beaten three two points. ACC teams, though, right? Two ACC teams, yeah. not just one, but two. <laughs> Who was the other? Was, uh, Georgia Tech, that's right. I mean, we've already won <laughs> games against teams from three different conferences this year. We've matched that total in just six games this season. I mean, say what you want about KP's first year, but it will forever be known as the year that I can name every win we had that season. I can't do that in any other season. No, I would hope not. <laughs> The closest I could get would be the year before, and I still couldn't. I I, oh, I couldn't even I couldn't half get half of them, probably, yeah. Uh, anyway. We, I don't we, remember who we beat at a conference. That, well, I mean, Bay, I mean, Maryland, I remember. I mean, in the uh, Baja Boys. And, well, it wasn't just Maryland. We beat two teams there. Who was the team we beat down there? Oh, come on. Illinois? Mississippi State. Ah, oh, Mississippi State. And it was, I knew it was at least like a, you know, 
Power Five team. We took Navy to task. I remember that. Uh, it was we beat Southern in the first game of the year. It was a fantastic. Wasn't game. Navy like a buzzer beater? No, 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 no. Navy, oh. we beat it pretty handily. There was somebody I thought we beat on a buzzer beater that we probably shouldn't have no business beating on a buzzer. We beater. lost in overtime to Furman. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. <laughs> was that two years ago? That was that was well, <laughs> yeah, two years ago. That was rough. That was the one that broke like the the, the November home winning season. Well, we're starting off on a bad. We're turning the page for God's sake. Let's let's move on. Actually, talking about two years ago in basketball is a pretty compliment. In turning the page into positivity. The halcyon days of thirteen win seasons. I uh, remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, we've got transfer portal stuff to get to. I, I'll share. I, I've kind of already said some of the stuff that that has happened. Um, I, I've hinted at the last couple of weeks what I thought was going to happen. Some of that took place yesterday. I'll tell you more about what I'm hearing coming up and uh, yeah, maybe next time. We'll, we'll figure out what we're doing. Get, get the Transfer Portal music ready. We haven't done this in a, lo- a while. It's Transfer Portal update time. It's th- These well, updates are going to be coming. I that. I forgot. I find that. It's, it's so time now. It's, I mean, look, you find it, save it, keep it handy because Transfer Portal stuff is not going anywhere anytime soon. The early signing day uh, is going to be December 30th this year, I believe, or 20th. It's a round number in December, I know. It's coming up. It's about a month away. Louisville, while preparing for its bowl game, I mean, we're going to have tons of updates about guys leaving, guys coming, recruiting, portal, all, all this stuff. It's it, like, like while we're focused on Ohio State or whoever we play in the Orange Bowl, presumably, we're going to be having a lot of news that's going to directly impact our roster for next season. So it's going to be we got a busy month coming up here, which is fun. Uh, I'm very excited. I mean, I don't think you're going to see. I know UK lost a couple guys to the portal today. Um, a bunch of programs have had a couple guys enter the portal. We're I don't think we're going to lose anybody before the conference championship game, but after that game on Saturday, I would expect to start seeing some names hit the portal. And then uh, you know we've already reached out to some guys. We've already offered some scholarships. We're rumored to be in on some other guys. So we'll get to all that today. We'll, we will talk a little hoops. We've got not just the, the, the men in action tomorrow. The women are in action as well against Ole Miss. They are playing in the ACC-SEC championship. We've got notes on both those teams to get to. Kenny Payne talked to the media today. We'll recap what he said. I don't think there's anything that was going to like dominate the show there are some national clips that have been generating some attention. We'll, we can discuss those. And then, of course, we'll hear from you guys on the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. TK, how was the Monday night? Did you watch uh, terrible NFL football? What were you up to? It took the Bears and Vikings game. And a little mix of intrigued on what would happen with CM Punk. For me, to actually, I watched from start to finish all of Monday Night Raw last night for the first time in probably five years maybe. You're back to not being a hipster anymore. <laughs> not a wrestling hipster. Now, I mean, again, you're mainstream. You're corporate. And of course, it was disappointing because Steampunk came out there and like he's gonna have a live mic, and he just—it was easily a scripted WD. I saw people were mad about it. Yeah, it was. I didn't know why, but it was. They a, were. It was a scripted promo. I mean, it was not CM Punk's words. It was. It was sound like something Vincent Man would have written. All I saw was that it basically said the exact same thing that he said when he came to AEW. He did. He, well, he opened with the same. He, he, he kind of opened with the, almost basically the same kind of speech, like, I'm home and things like that. And it's like, okay. And he only had, I mean, they only gave him like five minutes at the end of the show and they rushed him off. So. I, I want to ask you, again, I'm somebody who does not watch wrestling. I, okay. want, I want you to answer this in 30 seconds or, or less. I can do everything in 30 seconds or less. Why? What's the big beef between CM Punk and W? Like, he left and people hate him. What, what, what's the whole. He, fe- beef he felt there? like he wasn't given the right due and you'd got, he's able to bring people like back The Rock back, been, been there to headline WrestleMania. And he felt he was due because he gotcha. was a worker and he was very good in the ring. He's very good on the mic and he thought he just. He wasn't getting the 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 push. Did the push exactly that he was getting? 
And then he had the summer of punk, which they call it in 2013 after he dropped the pipe bomb. And they, and they did give him the push. And, and it actually mostly ended with the, uh, he ended up getting a staph infection Ew. that um, they kind of, he claims they their, their doctors ignored, which after he left led to a huge lawsuit with WWE. And, and then it ended with them sending him a certified letter, letting him know finally he was fired, which arrived on his wedding day. So when did he get fired? Uh, it was in like the day. It was either June of like 14 or like the end of 13. I forget. All right, so here's how I'm going to spin this. Since CM Punk got fired at WWE, which is stuff been- has gone poorly for Louisville Athletics in large part. <laughs> I think CM Punk coming back is now a harbinger of things to come, of good things. Like the, the year of the card, the era of the card, the decade of the card is now upon us. That's he left in January of 13. I know that. So he, he left right after the Royal Rumble. So yeah. he came back on Sunday. Which is after the UK loss, so I, I feel like from now on, smooth sailing. We're good to go. Bet the house on the cards tomorrow. Or fourteen, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, boom. Bring it. We're boom. not bringing a win, but okay. <laughs> we don't win. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bank on seeing Punk. Knowing his kind of DB mindset, he'll be he'll be leaving again within like three weeks. So. Well, I, mean, I don't care. Just he just <laughs> needed to set the this, for our needs. He needed to set the set the tone, make things right, get the cards back. I feel good about it now. I'm, I'm, I'm grasping for anything. So that was your Monday night. By the way, I, 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 I got to correct myself. I said, Jay, I said he left in 13. He left in 14. 14. Even better. It was right after the Royal Rumble in 14. After we won the national title. Yes. Yeah. See? Yeah. Our, our, the, the year the Cardinal was... You know what this, happened too much after that? We lost to UK. The year the Cardinal was the summer of punk. Yeah. God. So I, I feel good about this. I think CM Punk coming back to WWE means the cards are back. That's, we're, we're that's good to a go. good way of looking at it. Nothing bad will happen from this point forward. Nothing. Is the way that I choose to view it. Unless you're Colt Cabana. Bellarmine, you're in trouble. Ole Miss, you're in trouble. Wright State Volleyball, you're in trouble. It's all happening. <laughs> we're good to go. Uh, but Wright State so, Volleyball, like a very good team. Or? Say what? Does Wright State have a good volleyball program? Well, we're playing them in the, in the NCAA tournament. Oh, well, I guess so then, yeah. I didn't just make up a program for no reason. I know who Wright State is. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's but, where Vali Parapinko I, went. I didn't just, but I didn't just say a team for no reason. We're playing them in the tournament. It starts Thursday. Do you not think of Wright State? You think of Vali Parapinko? I don't. Oh. What I think you? of the Nutter Center. <laughs> it's a funny gym time. <laughs> I saw a concert there. Oh, man. Who was it? Uh, Dave Matthews and Jackson Brown. It's an interesting combination. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was in college. It, okay. was, it was good. Of course, it was because what college student didn't go to see uh, Dave Matthews Band in the two thousands? It's true. Well, a bunch of my friends came up. <laughs> they all obligated stayed to it. <laughs> it was. A, it was quite the the drunk fest weekend. We almost died on the way to the concert, which was not good. Oh man, not good at all. Um, so solid Monday, and I assume you good woke Monday. up like an hour ago. Uh, yeah. Well, then you know, basically Monday, I watched wrestling. Like I said, then I turned on right to watch last like two minutes of. The uh, football game. Football game was terrible. I was uh, I the end was kind of exciting. I can't imagine it being that great. Yeah, I turned it on right just as uh, Chicago was basically milking the clock to kick the field goals when I turned it on. Um, then I just watched some movies. I ended up watching. Um, I want to watch Knocked Up. Nice. I watched um, Four Christmases. Okay. And then I watched Head of State. Interesting. Yes. Okay. And then I, then that's when I passed out around like four thirty this morning. Mm. Sorry. And right near the end of uh, Knocked Up, actually. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's just so long. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's like we cut it like three months out of the pregnancy, can't we? I think Knocked Up is great. It's good. It's, it's really just, good. Just like I said, we, need to cut, we just could cut like an hour of it out, maybe. We had a, a, a busy busy Tuesday so far. We had another, I mean, 
my mornings are just being decimated. Well, how was your Monday night, though? Monday night was fine. Pretty standard. I mean, kids were just both just back to school after Thanksgiving break. Super tired, very cranky, a lot of, lot of crying, a lot of, lot of attitudes, but we got them down. Standard Monday night. It was, it was fine. Got a little bit of stuff done. Should put wrestling on. That put him to sleep. Did not put wrestling on. Did not, uh, did, did put, not make that happen. Put the football game on. That to put him to sleep. Yeah, probably. We had, a, uh, we had another school tour today, which takes up the entire morning. This, I, this is for Virginia's people. For Virginia. Well, potentially John's as well. I mean, I assume we're going to send them to the same school. Oh, well, he'll be a legacy at that point. He will be. Like, he'll, he'll, be he'll, he'll be in there. But this is, you know, we're taking the best offer we're going to get. If you want to sweeten the pot out there, somebody, let us know. NIL for a four-year-old, we're all about it. She'll endorse your products. Just let us know. She'll she'll sing the praises of your priest. I thought you'd be endorsing it on the radio, too, as well. No, it's all about Virginia. It's not. It's Which not could about come me. off kind of creepy. Yeah, she's she, you know she's 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 got more charisma than I do. The, the advertisers she's got more Instagram followers. She would if she yeah, she <laughs> she will in probably three years. I think that's probably safe to say. But it was it was a fun tour. But I mean between like you know I take the kids to school, we we go to the tour. I come back. I've got like twenty minutes to like check emails and try to respond to stuff, and then go pick the kids up. So I, I have like two hours to work today. It just kind of got to do what you got to do. But it was it was a hectic hectic day. Who got more done today, me or you, you think? Still me. <laughs> I mean, I responded to some emails. Uh, Why did I, rep- I, got, I responded to some texts. I wrote a post on Card Chronicle. edited a couple other posts on Card Chronicle. I pooped. Yeah, you, I mean, <laughs> we'll call it even. <laughs> we'll call it even. I did listen to... Where's the great, like, if John said that, you'd have been like, good boy. I don't, even get, I don't even get a high five or nothing. You don't. <laughs> Sorry. I did listen to a bit of, uh, I was flipping around the radio after taking the kids to school. I heard a little bit of KRC, because I knew they would talk about listening to the show yesterday, and I wanted to hear what they had to say. They all, I mean, Kentucky's got a big basketball game tonight as well. They'll, they'll play Miami. It's a, UK's number 12, Miami's number 8, but UK's like a 7-point favorite in that game, which feels about right. Um, so I knew that they would have that to talk about, but I knew they would get into the schadenfreude of, of listening to us wallow in misery yesterday on the radio. But the thing, like, like I'm driving around with my wife, and, and Mary, like, she, she just, she takes the rivalry pretty personally. Like, she gets pretty upset, and she's listening to TJ. Like, TJ refuses to believe that we genuinely would rather win the ACC title game than beat UK, which we both said the week before the game. We're like, hey, this would suck, but like, you have to go with the conference championship game. And Mary's like, who is this? What is he talking about? She's like, of course we'd rather beat Florida State. She's like, this is so dumb. But TJ's like, they're lying to themselves. They, they would rather beat UK and lose the conference championship. I'm like. Personally, like losing to UK, of course, stings more than losing to Florida State would. But I think the, the the value in beating Florida State pretty clearly outweighs the value in beating Kentucky. Like again, a debate there. Actually, yeah, be- beating UK was all about avoiding stuff. It was all about avoiding the annoyance of having what, it, what the exact thing that's happening right now happen, where you're just being like flooded by UK fans and you know you guys suck and. It was a mirage the whole year. The ACC is terrible. Like beating Florida State, like like nationally, it means a lot more for the program. It's bigger for the brand. Everybody's watching that game. I mean, you, you've already got fans across the country, like Alabama fans and Texas fans, that are saying, you know, if, if we take care of business, we become the biggest U of L fans in the world. Like we we play the last game or one of the last games at eight o'clock on Saturday night. So the playoff will more or less be set by the time that we take the field. It's all going to be. Is Florida State that fourth team? Like, are they going to get in? So you'll have a ton of eyes watching that game. And if you show out and perform really well and end up ruining FSU's perfect season, then, I mean, everybody's talking about that. It, you know, we lost to UK, which was a huge upset. 
and I, I was leading like Bill Connolly's rankings of the best games of the, of the weekend, and he had us at like ten and didn't even write anything about us because us playing at the same time as Ohio State Michigan just made the game negligible from a national perspective but locally obviously it's a huge deal but winning that game I think does more for you than, than beating Kentucky did you know losing to Kentucky I'm not going to act like it doesn't sting more than losing to, to Florida State would but again we're, we're even without Jordan Travis and them not playing well last week we're still an underdog in that game we're still expected to lose so it does kind of feel like an icing on the cake situation but I if you ask me to pick, like I, I would pick that one as much as it hurts to have lost five straight to your arch rival and hear all the smack talk and know that you can't really change it for another 12 months. This is a big picture wise, a, a bigger deal next week. And look, if UK was in the same, same situation, and I get that it's a little bit different because if you're playing in the SEC title game, there almost certainly are, are national title implications. But if UK had an option between beating us, even a good Louisville team, and winning an SEC championship, over one of the two biggest brands in that conference, like there's, it's that's a no-brainer, right? Like you know, they would they would all pick the SEC championship. I would hope so at least. Um, but anyways, I just heard that and Mary was like, "Who was like, what is this?" She's like, what, 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 "What's he talking about?" I'm like, well, fairness, like, I'm like "This is just KRC being KRC." Like I said, though, I mean, in fairness, the UK's never known what it's like to even get near an SEC or conference title game. So I mean, they they don't understand that scenario. Beating top ten Louisville is. About as, as close as they've gotten. Well, they beat uh, nope. LSU was one. Yeah, one time they beat LSU once. That was number one. Even though I think the same LSU team didn't they lose like the very next week or the week before that anyway to Arkansas. Maybe it was still a big win. Yeah, and then uh, I mean I guess you know snapping a thirty-something year losing streak to Florida was you know big for them. That was like winning the conference title. Yeah, not losing to Vanderbilt. But what do you make of the spread in the FSU game? When before Travis got hurt, it was Florida State by nine and a half was was the first number that was out there. Travis gets hurt, it immediately drops to six and a half. That was the opening line for this week. It's down to three or two and a half, depending on where you're looking right now. That's a lot of money coming in, thinking that Louisville's going to pull off the upset here. Uh, yeah, especially with the way that we're coming off a loss for Louisville, you think that you know that 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 would happen with a Louisville win. But Louisville, you know, I wouldn't say looked bad, but still lost to an unranked team and at home. You, you, it's a little surprising. You think the line would, and Florida's coming, Florida State, I know it wasn't pretty, but did actually win their game. So, yeah, I am a little surprised that the line's going down as quickly as it is. I feel I, kind of I, upset about it. I don't want it to. I kind of want to let other guys get Louisville at like six points. This is, I don't even want to say this out loud. I feel oddly confident about this game. Like, I, I, I'm leaning the whole season, like, since, since it's been pretty apparent that it was going to be Louisville versus Florida State in this game for the last month, or that it was more likely than not that it was going to be this game. I've been like, yeah, I don't like our chances in that. Like, I think we can – I was very nervous about Miami. I thought we would beat Kentucky. I clearly was wrong about both those things. But I've been like, you know, FSU, that that's a different level than the rest of the ACC this season. That They've looked like it. They've walked the walk. They've been that good. That's going to be a tough one for us. And then watching a decent amount of that game against Florida on Saturday night – and knowing how well we've played them the last few years. And, I mean, we should have beat them last year. Uh, Tate Rotomaker comes in and lights us up in the second half by just throwing deep balls to the, the tall guy, uh, as Scott Satterfield called him. And that was the game. And we kind of just left it out there, as we tended to do when Scott Satterfield was our head coach. But, like, seeing that, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just – big game Brom, all that stuff. Like, I, I've, got a, I've got a good feeling about this game. I'm not guaranteeing victory or anything, but I, I feel confident ab- about it. Where are you right now, CK? 1-10 to 10. The Trevor Kelsey confidence meter, one, no chance we beat Florida State, 10, no chance we lose to Florida State. Where are you on this Tuesday afternoon? Uh, I'm 
despite what we look, I mean, maybe I shouldn't be confident, but I, win or lose against Kentucky, I think my confidence was going to be probably high, and maybe that's the problem. You've never believed in this Florida State team. I have not, and and now without Jordan Travis, I believe even obviously less. I'm going to say my confidence is that I'm not going to go over the top just yet because you know I climb as the week goes on. So I'll start at 7.4. What makes me worried from like a, a, a Trevor Kelsey vantage point is that when you are when you are over the top down on a team and, and like everyone in the world is saying this team is good and you're like they actually suck. That team always ends up being great. <laughs> like you thought FSU was going to be just ass this year, and they come out and they probably blow out LSU. They're well, yeah, but I, I, I think they, but they, they just didn't have LSU's number because that's who they beat last year before too, and that's still yet their only really. It's just a great matchup for. It's them. also their only decent win of the year, isn't it? Really? Well, I mean, they've beaten everybody in the ACC. So again, I stay. I stand well, by what I said. You're taking a shot at us then when you say that. Like, they, well, they haven't played us though. They, I mean, every time that you do this thing, like you, you guaranteed the win over Kentucky. Before the season even started two years ago, and we lost by thirty-one. Like this makes me nervous that Florida State's going to come out here and just run rampant on us for four, now, for four quarters. Now, to be fair, I also told you Jimbo Fisher and AM sucked, and they did. That was more of a you just hate Jimbo Fisher. I've though. been hating, and I've been telling you he sucked for years, and he has. He's gone. Speaking of, did you see that Arkansas now is rumored to be offering Bobby Petrino its offensive coordinator job? Is that who it was? I thought it was A and M that was going to promote him or something. No, no, no. There's, there's a story out there to, right I now. I saw, I saw, I saw Petrino trending, and I clicked on it, and I saw he was being vetted for an OC job. But I just assumed it was like, I guess, to stay at A and M. I didn't think, I didn't, I guess, read no, enough into it. Via Pete Thamel, 42 minutes ago, Arkansas is vetting hiring former uh, head coach Bobby Petrino as the school's next offensive coordinator. The best is the very first response on that tweet is this guy is like. I just made this quick edit of Bobby Petrino in Arkansas gear and just post the photo of him with the neck brace and all of the Arkansas <laughs> stuff. I mean, the AD can't the same AD's not there, right? As the as who fired him? Yeah, no. Just, I mean, it's, I don't. I mean, George brought him back. This guy, I mean, he, he has, what? What? Because what was that? Eight? Nine lives. This guy's got fifty five <laughs> lives. It's unbelievable. What was the AD's name? He had a, he had a name that stuck out to me. Now I can't remember what it was. The guy right now is Hunter Juracek. Okay, that's not him. Who no, is not no. the Jeff Long was that the AD was that it. fired. I knew him. it was. A, I knew it was a name that Jeff Long. I remember always giggling when I heard it. Really? <laughs> Just Jeff Long. He left in twenty seventeen. Well, good positive attitude. <laughs> Long tenure. <laughs> it's not like I. It's not always true. If that was the case, I'd be Trevor Short. No. Anyway. Uh, so that's all Stuart going on. Little. i tell you what. Let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about the transfer portal stuff that's going on, some of the stuff that's out there, some of the stuff that maybe you have not heard, some of the stuff that I've heard. And we'll get into all that good stuff. We'll I've play the song. It. We'll do the dance. We'll sing it. It's going to be great. Keep it locked right here. More Mike Rutherford Show continues here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X.
three weeks. I feel like we've got maybe four or five more weeks tops before you just like run out of songs to use. Oh, I just know. That's when I start getting into songs like the one in the last break. You're like, what is this crap? What was it? Well, I've already. That died. was what's happening. I mean, I did that like last week too. Do you know what this is? It's not Mr. Belvedere. What is this? Murder She Wrote. Oh, that's right. Which amazes me. I liked Murder She Wrote when I was a kid. I did too, and it just blows my mind that show went to like '94. It was out there for. And then when you watch it, like the 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 '90s versions, it still looks like '84. Speaking of TV, I've got uh, I've got an inside piece of news that I, I I just found this out. I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around. I'm not happy about this at all. Okay. But I'm letting people know ahead of time. Tell your friends. There is more than likely going to be a direct TV and U-verse blackout of the ACC championship game on Saturday. Oh, because of ABC? Yes. Yeah, I saw, I saw that on my little guide thing when I was watching the uh, the UK game. Yeah. This is, it would go into effect, I think, Friday night. It'll be like just for the weekend, so... I, mean, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I guess you. I don't know if you can still watch on like the Watch ESPN app with this habit. I'm trying to figure it out. My, one of my best friends works for for AT and T. Yeah, he lives in Michigan. Yes, and he's like you talk about him like at least once a week. Yeah, he he's well, he's letting me know here that like this is going to happen, and I'm like, what what can I do? Like fix this, fix this, or we're not friends. So, so. <laughs> it's. It's that it was UVerse and what was it YouTube TV, Direct TV, and UVerse, Direct TV. So you can still you. Why don't you do the YouTube TV thing like I did? I'm, I mean, I might have to and do like this because you get thirty days to do it, and you if you cancel it, like you can cancel it after like one day, and then you still get twenty more de- twenty nine more days whenever like you restart again. Yeah, we're gonna have to figure something out because I can't. I can't watch this game in public. I don't want to do that. I can't. I'm gonna be a madman. I don't think there's any game I can watch in public anymore. Maybe like if it was a Murray State game or something, I would. But yeah, this, this is not. This would be tough. But plan accordingly. Hopefully, this thing. You know, sometimes this happens, and you know, one side is just posturing, and you get to the actual weekend, and somebody backs down, and everything ends up being know. okay. I'm hoping this is going to happen, but he's acting like this is almost a foregone conclusion that we're going to have a blackout this weekend. It's just a matter Can't of how. Wait. I mean, I think he's. You're probably might as well get it. Just again, the inevitable is how long. I yeah. mean, how long was ESPN out from? It was like it was like the first like what like three weeks of the, of the football season, yeah. wasn't it? Was a it, like that one lasted a lot longer than I thought it was going. And to. the only one that was significant to me before that was when they lost NFL Network for like the first uh, like month of the season, which sucked because that was the year that uh, the Eagles actually like week three played the the Chiefs and I had like had to go to people's houses and watch the games because it was God so, forbid, yeah. God forbid, <laughs> literally my house. Right, we haven't done this in a while. Hit the music. It's time to talk about the transfer portal. On. What? Let me my throat a second. Yeah. I get ready. La, 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 la. It's time. Yeah, we, yeah, you, we haven't heard your pipes in a while. I don't know if you can still do this again. We haven't done this in like three months. I know. I had to remember the timing, too. Are you ready? <laughs> Here we go. It's this time. It's going to be interesting. Hit it. Come back strong. I know. I, I, I'll get it. It's been it's been a while. Oh my the, I'll get, oh I'll get the second one next time. I promise. Transfer portal time. The portal's officially open. We had. Uh, I think it's just two FCS players and grad transfers right now. But cards are, have offered a couple of scholarships. We've offered a couple of Ivy League kids, including the 
what's his name, Thor from Harvard, who's a defensive tackle. He, we, we offered Thor? We offered Thor. Thor Griffith is his name. He's previously stated that he wants to play his last season of college football at Ohio State or Michigan. Could, but you, could you name your son Thor? I couldn't. I, <laughs> Rutherford can't pull, pull off Thor. <laughs> Thor Rutherford? No. I mean, I don't know. John's got like a Thor look, but yeah, like you're putting that kid in a box. If right your name is Thor, like that would be like hilarious. You've got no choice but to either kick ass or get your ass kicked. Like if if you're Thor, there's no in between. Like we're we're putting the, we're putting him on steroids in kindergarten just to make sure he's, he lives up to the name. Yeah, there's no like <laughs> average salary middle class accountant Thor. I was thinking that's, that's where my mind went to was account. Like could you imagine the guy always is a facto with, job. with glasses with the tape on it going, hi, I'm Thor. No, you're either <laughs> if you're Thor, you're either a total badass or you've got some significant, significant issues. Like Yeah. You're you're, you're forcing your kid to sink or swim right out of the womb. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like naming him Spike. What was the old Seinfeld where he's like, if you name your kid Bozo, you pretty much gave him a, <laughs> or it was Jeeves. At the, if you Jeeves, name your son yeah. Jeeves, he pretty much, you you planned out his life for he's him already. He's going to be a butler. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be a neurosurgeon. <laughs> All right, let's talk uh, the transfer portal. So it's, it's open. We heard a couple of names at the portal today or yesterday. Um, the big talk around Louisville, and I, I've seen the fan base kind of, I don't want to say get up in arms. There's been a big debate about this, and you know, you and I, we fielded the question on the text line several times throughout this season. I've fielded it on the podcast several times. People want to know, is Louisville's quarterback for next year on their roster right now? And I have said consistently, I don't think so. I very much still do not think so. I think that you're going to have all those guys get an opportunity to win the starting job. Pierce Clarkson can improve during the offseason. Uh, Brady Allen can improve during the offseason. Harrison Bailey can prove that he's you know, got the playbook under wraps. He can be a reliable guy, not just a kid with, with a lot of talent and a big arm. But I think that they will take a time-tested, proven quarterback who's hopefully a step up from Jack Plummer, or that they think is a step up from Jack Plummer, who will probably come in as the favorite during spring practice in the summer. And there are a number of guys who are either in the portal right now who fit that mold or who are going to be in the portal portal who fit that mold. The big name that's been talked about, and I mean... Little fans have had kind of a visceral reaction to it. I told you this before we even played the game against Miami. Is Tyler Van Dyke? He, look, I mean, he had a lot of buzz behind his name a couple of years ago. He put up some big numbers before. I think this new coaching staff had a bad effect on him. He's clearly got some tools. We saw that on full display a couple of Saturdays ago. He, I think, wants to come to Louisville. I think that he is. He reached out. I think before he was even in the, ever in the portal, and was kind of like, "Hey, I, th- I hear you do wonderful things with quarterbacks." I've got some good tools. I feel like I'm not getting the right coaching. I think I could do some good things for you. I think he is an option. Will Howard from Kansas State, I told you keep an ear out for him, eye out for him a couple weeks ago. He entered the portal officially yesterday, and there was a official report. I didn't see it until actually right before I left that he has been reached out by, to by a number of schools, including Louisville and including Kentucky. I think that Will Howard, you talk about quarterbacks at the portal with kind of an intention. The other schools who have reached out to Howard, by the way, Auburn, Missouri, and Washington – uh, this is via Pete Nakos from On3 Network. I, I think that Will Howard hit the portal with the hope of going to Notre Dame. Seems to be the buzz. But I think somebody else is going to go to Notre Dame who has not entered the transfer portal yet. His name might rhyme with Smiley Schmenard. His head coach may have just gone to Texas A&M. I will be very surprised. Nothing's ever set in stone. I'll be very surprised if Louisville does not face Riley Leonard again next year in South Bend. Which, look. 
Oh, well, see, I didn't get, get, to, get it from the clue. You didn't Sorry. have to give it away. I was trying to figure it out. Notre Dame taking a quarterback that we beat the year before worked out pretty well for us last year. Riley Leonard did not score any points against us last season at Cardinal Stadium. I feel pretty okay going up there and facing him again next year in South Bend if that winds up being the case. So I think Howard wanted to go to Notre Dame. I think they were like, we're taking Riley Leonard. So he is very much an option for us. The other names that How are appropriate out- would it be if we bring in Will Howard to win Little Howard back? It'd be great. A guy who also UK was after too. That would be nice. I mean, Will Howard, I think, is a look. Like he's done. He doesn't wow you with his tools. He's kind of like Jack Plummer in that respect. He's been a big time winner at Kansas State, which is you cannot say the same for for Plummer at Cal. Howard took them to a conference championship last year. They've been in the top twenty five virtually this entire season. He's a he's a good option for Louisville to look at. Michael Pratt from Tulane is not in the portal officially yet. There've been all sorts of rumors around him. He did play high school football with Ashton Gelati. He. I think has legitimate interest in Louisville. He's definitely a name to keep an eye out for. Cam Ward from Washington State is the name that everybody's looking out for. He's, again, another guy not in the portal officially. Everybody thinks he's going to be in the portal. There's a chance that he could be eligible for the 2024 NFL draft. If he does enter the portal, it's going to be a a bidding war. It'll be an all-out sweepstakes. I expect Louisville to try to see... You know, how much mutual interest there is, but there, there are reports out there that USC is going to throw like $5 million to that kid. Like They're going to go all out and pay, pay him NFL money to be their quarterback for one season. Who knows how accurate that is, but that that's don't, the buzz. Don't they have, I mean, I think Liam Riley would have like a five-star kid in the way. Don't they have like a, a something Beckham kid, a Mackay Beckham? Or not, that's the tackle. But they had, I thought they had a pretty good quarterback that was lined up. Well, they like Cam Ward more than whoever they got. So it was somebody was supposed to go to Oklahoma, and now he's, I, mean, I don't know, it could be wrong. Well, I mean, they have Caleb Williams now. Yeah, I don't know that. He's yeah. gone. Well, he will be. Yeah. Well, he, I take the guess technically he probably won't play in a bowl game. So, yeah. I think that you know, they're targeting Ward for a reason. The grad transfer quarterback is, is the way now. Um, who knows? Uh, but he's a guy that I would expect Louisville to at least try to go out there and get. A guy who I think Jeff Brom would love to, to coach. Kind of fits that quarterback mold that he was talking about on our show when he first got hired uh, back last uh, last January. There are some other names that I think Louisville is kind of waiting on. I mean, you know, not everybody who is going to enter the portal knows it yet. I think there's some guys who are mulling over decisions legitimately who are going to. Yeah. I think there are going to be some big time surprise names in the portal over the next couple of weeks. Some big names nationally that everybody just assumes are going to stay at their current programs and step into larger roles next year or build on the success they already had this year. It's going to be. The portal's always been wild since it's been a thing the last few years. I think it's, this is going to be the wildest iteration yet. I think you're going to have some guys who are like, damn, I had no idea he was even an option for us. The other thing that happened today that is of note is Purdue transfer, uh, wide receiver Deion Burks. He, I don't think it was a huge surprise, announced that he was entering the transfer portal. He's a big-time NFL prospect. Um had seven touchdown catches this past year, 629 yards. I think that Louisville is very much a realistic landing spot for him. Again, not saying that it's a done deal, not saying that it's set in stone, but I do think Louisville has a very, very good shot of bringing him in, which would help because I expect – I think you're going to lose a lot of wide receivers this this offseason. I think that you're going to have – you know, Jamari Thrash got a lot of targets. Some guys will expect to step into the role that he's vacating next season. I think a lot of guys felt like they should have had a bigger role this year and – some of those guys are going to bounce. Uh, I, I think that the staff really, really likes Kevin Coleman, and despite his anger management issues on Saturday, really likes Chris Bell. I think they want those guys to stick around. 
Um, but I, I think they expect to lose some guys, and I think they're going to have to hit the, the wide receiver position hard in the transfer portal, and getting Deion Burks would be a very, very nice start for that. So keep an eye out for all those guys. Keep an ear out for all those guys. Uh, running back is another deal where I don't think that they are 100% sure what's going to happen. I think they know Jawar Jordan's leaving. I think that they still are holding out some hope that Isaac Grendo may come back. He can use a, a, a get a redshirt for his first season at Wisconsin and have another year here. Um He's he, not. I would say Turner's still an option as well. I, mean, bring, I think they would love to bring Maurice Turner back. Yeah. They love Keywan Brown, who we saw a little bit of and who I think can be a really good back. But if if you lose your two main backs in this year, I would expect running back to be a position where they go out and try to get some help, and there will be a number of options there as well. But the big thing for them is going to be bolstering themselves in the trenches. You, you're going to lose a lot of guys defensively. Uh, I think we're still kind of waiting to see what Ashton Gelati is going to do. He could easily leave for the NFL draft after this year. If he does, you've got to go out and get a big-time name to replace him. Um, there's a lot of moving and shaking, and this is the way that it's going to be, and it sucks to be talking about this when you're five days away from what would be one of the biggest wins that you've had in the history of your program if you beat Florida State in the conference championship game. And even if you lose, you're all but certainly going to go play a big-time name in the Orange Bowl, which, again, would be one of the biggest bowl games you've ever played in. But you've got to deal with this. If you want to have sustained success, if you want to do what Jeff Brom intended to do when he came here, which is get better every year and have – you know, whatever success we have in year one just serve as a, uh, a sign of things to come, you got to get that roster done. Like, like This is the way that you're going to have to build things now. You can't be asleep at the wheel when all this is going on for these, these three or four weeks. But there's a lot of stuff happening already. I, I think the staff is very well prepared. They, you know, they don't take the, the season off. They Like every staff now, every good staff in college football, they're keeping lists of, of guys that are portal options or that could be portal options, that they're maintaining relationships. And I think that they're well positioned to once again be one of the biggest winners of this offseason. And it's going to start pretty soon here. So keep the years out. Trevor will be singing that song a lot more in the weeks to come. I'll get I'll get it tuned up. Don't worry. What do you make okay. of oh, – by, by the way, just to throw this out, okay. you know what drives me nuts. He was the fourth-rated quarterback in this year's class. Malachi Nelson was the USC guy. I, was thinking I assume that would be Malachi. It's spelled M-A-L-A-C-H-I. I assume that would be Malachi. Is it Malachi? <laughs> I'll say Malachi. I thought the H-C-H with a cha-cha sound. Anyway, he was he was the fourth-rated quarterback behind Arch in this Arch Manning class, so he was one of three passing this year. So I, he, he's a five-star kid. That's why I did. I was. I assume that if they're going to go after a ward, then that kid might end up transferring. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean that puts. I mean, I mean, we see this a lot. And we're going to keep seeing it a we, lot. We've been hearing Arch Manning rumors. There's there's chatter in, te- in Texas. It, it, there is chatter in Texas about Arch Manning. There is. Don't tell. There's chatter everywhere. There is. There's there. Everywhere is not not an understatement. I mean, it's it's the Wild West, man. You can leave wherever you want. What would you do if Arch Manning came here? I'm not saying that that is an option for us. I'm not reporting, but like, what would you do if that just came out of nowhere? It's like, hey, Arch Manning, he wants to play quarterback for Jeff Brom. <laughs> Masturbation live on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I've already done a lap dance at PT's live on the air. Why not? We get Arch Manning back, and Jack Plummer's like, I've been cleared for a seventh year. I'm coming back. <laughs> I would probably go after him, Tanya Hardy style. No offense, Jack. <laughs> you ain't coming back here. Um, <laughs> push him on a plane, send him to Yemen. <laughs> but the, yeah, there's there's a lot of chatter I've seen from fans who are I don't want to use the upset may be a little too strong. I'm already seeing the message boards. Rutherford Mike, says Arch Manning. Mike Rutherford, Arch Manning, chatter is he might be coming here. But it's like underneath it's like plumber seventh year question mark. <laughs> pl- pl- plumber attacked by random <laughs> fat guy. 
But the the fan base, a lot of them, have, even when you talk about any transfer portal names, you're seeing a lot of guys who are like, this is silly. We've got all these quarterbacks in the roster. It's Pierce Clarkson's team now. What are we doing? No. And, you know, one of the bold predictions I made last offseason was I, I, you know, could be totally wrong. I hope I'm wrong about this. I want the kid to be great. Like, I don't know if Pierce Clarkson ever starts a game here. I, I do think that he, towards the end of last summer, the end of last fall camp, showed a lot more than they thought he was going to show. I, I think he ended up being a lot better. He was impressive as camp went on. But he is, he's small. And he, he doesn't have the biggest arm in the world. If you've got Pierce Clarkson, you're going to have to scheme around his limitations. You're going to have to roll him out a bunch, a lot of quick throws. Um, and you know, you look, he, he can get bigger, he can get stronger as time goes on. He, he can work on his arm strength. Uh, you're going to have to do a lot of, with the dual threat abilities for sure. Brady Allen, I think they had high hopes because he fits the, the pedigree of a classic NFL quarterback. He's big, he's got a cannon, and he just for whatever reason, didn't click. Maybe it starts clicking as this offseason happens. Who knows? But he just, it just never really worked. And then Bailey was kind of the surprise. He was the most consistent of the guys behind Plummer when it came to throwing the ball. He is, again, good pedigree, was a former top 100 recruit. He's got a good arm. I think his issues are more mental than anything else. And look, Jeff and, and the staff, they know how to get the most out of their quarterbacks. They feel confident in their ability to get the most out of him. I think he's a real live shot for next year. But you've got big question marks surrounding all three of those guys. And then Deuce Adams coming in. They love Deuce Adams, but he's a true freshman. You know, a lot, you know, And people will say, you've got to throw these guys into the fire to have success in the future. And you're like, you, know, you, you kind of don't anymore because you can bring in a, a guy who can win games. If, if we had... Taking our lumps this year with, let's say we just started Pierce Clarkson, true freshman, because he because he's going to be good two or three years from now. We got to throw him out there. Would you rather have the ten and two season that you had this year with Jack Plummer or a six and six, five and seven, seven and five type year with Clarkson or Brady Allen or whoever? Ten and two. You choose ten and two. Like yeah. you choose the success now when you can get it because there's no guarantee. It's like we talked about with the Reds last season in baseball. The old saying is like you don't get to choose when you contend. When it happens, it happens. You've got to go with it. And I think that that bringing in Jack Plummer was clearly the right move. And I think that bringing in and look, if Clarkson's got the goods, if Brady Allen's got the goods, if Harrison Bailey's got the goods, they've got a full year to prove it or a full eight months to prove it. If they it, let's let's say we bring in TVD, we bring in Will Howard, we bring in whoever, and Pierce Clarkson's like, okay, cool. You were a whatever quarterback in Miami last year. You were a good winner at Kansas State, but you've got a skill set limitation. I'm going to show my full skill set and beat him out. Then great. Like, like, Then we've got a stud, and, and let's roll. But you've got to have a legit competition. You've got to cover all your bases because if none of these three guys get better or if all three of their limitations keep showing up in the eight months ahead, then you're stuck without a quarterback who can win you games. So you've got to make sure that you at least have a shot to have a guy that can have a Jack Plummer type season, which is why you go after somebody in the transfer portal. And and I think they're going to do just that. And if he ends up being a guy that can, you know, get you back in a conference championship game a year from now, get you back in the New Year's Six Bowl, then great. And I, I hope but, that Clarkson will develop. I hope that uh, Harrison Bailey will develop. I hope that uh, Brady Allen will develop. I hope that Deuce Adams will develop. There's no guarantee though that, that any of them will. Let me ask you this: Would you? You you break Let's do another hypothetical. Sure. We love those. Would you rather get a Van Dyke or Will Howard, or get a I'm not 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 Arch Manning, but like maybe somebody like the Nelson? Could I mention that's in like maybe the the near bottom, maybe 
bottom half of the top ten of last year's recruiting classes transferring? The latter. Because you've seen that work out really well. You, I mean, you, you saw I mean, Justin Fields goes from Georgia to Ohio State. Because he's he only a there. freshman, yeah. And, and he's fantastic. I mean, Joe Burrow is like the same thing. Like, like you've seen those guys. Joe Burrow, I think, stayed two years at Ohio State, didn't he, before he transferred? But, but I'm saying, like, yeah, you yeah. know, those guys that just haven't been able to get on the field that were former top ten recruits, that were former five-star kids, that are just like, hey, like, there's just somebody here embedded who's older than me and a little bit better, so I don't want to wait another year. I'm going to go to a big-time program. Like We've seen those guys. You know, some of them haven't always worked out, haven't been as good as we thought they were going to be, but by and large, those kids have wound up proving their their merit at their second program. So I, I would I would choose that. If you can get the, the five-star kid who's just stuck behind somebody else at a big-time program, then that's a no-brainer to me. I mean, if you've got you know, your Texas and your Tennessees and your Oklahomas and your USCs, who I mentioned those four because they signed four of the top five quarterbacks in last year's class, UCLA being the fifth. I mean, they're they're not I mean, I'm Texas aside maybe, but we already talked about USC going after a guy like Cam Ward. I'm Oklahoma went after Dylan Gabriel, who's to say they're not gonna go after somebody else and leave poor Jackson Arnold behind. Uh, that's the name of the quarterback that was ranked fourth in that class. You know, I don't know what UCLA, Tennessee, I'm I mean, they're not gonna hesitate and wait for a, a kid to develop. They'll go after a kid right away. They've already done it last two years. Yeah. I mean that's I mean that that's gonna give the that, that's gonna leave those options. Now I'm not saying that, that we're gonna be able to want to get those kids, but I mean we, we can go after them. Got to make them say no, right? Got to make them say no. I've seen a lot of people who have who have been saying you know if you go after another transfer portal quarterback, it means that you know I'm starting to doubt the staff's ability to develop quarterbacks. One, mm. you know, they didn't. They inherited Brock Doman and Evan Conley from the prior staff. They, they, they inherited Pierce Clarkson as a recruit. Now, they, wanted, they, they fought hard to keep him, for sure. But he wasn't a guy that, that Jeff Brom saw and went out and targeted specifically. He is a guy that he forged a relationship with. And part of that is, let's be real, his dad and the recruiting class, they were both such key cogs in trying to keep that together. So forging that relationship was a big-time deal. And I, I do think that they— Plus, both his quarterbacks at Purdue are in the NFL. I mean, he's got a. I mean, a granted, one David track. Blau is as a as a journeyman backup, but he's still in the NFL. He took a walk on, and he's now a starter in the NFL. And the other being Aiden McConnell. Yeah, I think those are the only two stars at Purdue, weren't they? Because uh, McConnell was there for a while. And I think Blau McConnell. was his first quarterback. I could be wrong. There might have been one person before Blau. Yeah, I, I can't could. remember. But yeah, if it was, it was somebody he inherited and had him for one year. So look, when it comes to quarterbacks, I'm just. I, I'm trusting Jeff Brown. When people are saying, you know, I can't believe that, that one of these guys on the sta- on the current roster isn't standing out enough to to be the clear starter for next year, I'm like, he sees these guys every day. He knows what he's looking at. He knows what to look for. If he thinks that we need to bring in somebody else to at least liven the competition up or to be the presumed starter for next year, I, I'm going to trust him there. Like, like he has he's won ten games this season with a slightly above average FBS Power Five quarterback. I think that he can get it done. Like, like he knows what he needs to see from some of these guys, and, and if he's not seeing it, he's not seeing it. So we'll see how this offseason plays out. Whatever, whatever it is, like it's going to be a thoroughly fascinating eight months of a QB battle, and it will be eight months. Like, like everything that these guys do will go into determining who's going to be the starter for game one next season. You know, you've got spring practice. You're, you're going to have fall camp. You got offseason workouts. Like it, it's going to be something where. I'm very, very interested to hear what the, the scuttle is once these guys start competing. Let's the take a break. Chatter. The chatter. When we come back, we'll turn things over to you guys on the Thornton Sex Line at 502-414-1450. Hear what you have to say. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, the Tuesday edition on 1450 and 96.1. Big X.
Five hottest cartoon women. Uh, Clarice the Doe from Rudolph. Smoking. <laughs> no think, question. Didn't think we'd go uh, <laughs> bestiality, but okay. Zero S station. <laughs> Stand by. Uh, I thought we were going weird enough with the uh, cartoon uh, cartoon attraction, but okay. All Jessica right. Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit is definitely right there. I agree. Um, I mean, Judy Jetson's pretty hot. Judy is, yeah, she was, she was hot. I always had a he- thing for Wilma. The Flintstones. I, I didn't. Uh, d- did not. Maybe it's maybe it's the little outfit she wears. Uh, Jasmine from Aladdin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lola Bunny, maybe. Who's Lola Bunny? The bunny from Looney Tunes. Oh no. Space Jam. <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever think Bugs Bunny was hot when he dressed up like a girl and <laughs> to be a girl bunny? Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just this should have been a topic we'd brought up yesterday to avoid talking about basketball. We probably should have. <laughs> or football. I think there's there's gotta be one out there we're forgetting. And I'm just drawing a blank. It's okay, though. we can move on. Jessica Rabbit is number one though, right? Gotta be. Yeah. Four o'clock hour here, the White Rutherford Show, Tuesday edition, 1450 <laughs> one, the big X. Reminder, Thornton's sex line, we're about to head your way. 502-414-1450. Download that refreshing rewards app today. It'll save you money at the pump. Or inside any one of this area is 96,264 Thornton's locations. They know what they're doing. That's why there's that many of them. They're going to hook you up with the best deals in the city. Yeah. Take advantage and then text us at 502-414-1450. They're one that don't, don't mind being taken advantage of. They don't. All right, here we go. All right. First text. First text. A lot of pressure. TK Uh-oh. should play CM Punk's theme music for opening the show for Mike. Ah, uh, well, we already passed that too bad. Sorry. I did watch those show, and I did watch CM Punk. It was just, uh, it was very underwhelming, though. Texas Mike, uh, I wonder how you kept your composure at the game versus UK. I was so upset watching in my basement alone that I had to turn it off late in the fourth. I thought I might have a heart attack. To me, it's the worst loss in the rivalry by far. I, I think I thought I handled it poorly, and then I heard Trevor. I think I handled it better than you did. I think on Saturday. <laughs> I'm still trying to forget it. I think you had a rough time. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, it just. I considered even even getting some liquor. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was just ready to forget that game. I didn't want anything to remember. I, didn't, I just I wanted to erase all my memory of it, which isn't a good thing when your your job is to talk about it. No, in, in the last like Mary has a hard time with the rivalry. She gets very worked up, and w- with like a, a minute thirty to go, when UK was driving, she was like, "Do you want to leave?" She's like, "I don't know if I can do this." I'm like, "No, I don't want to leave." No, I'm like, I we stayed there for yeah. the entire game. I'm not gonna leave. I, and now I kind of wish I had. And I got TJ text me during the show. He goes, you don't realize that UK's never lost to UL in the entire existence of KRC. When did KRC start? Uh, it had been January of 17. Well, then that wouldn't be true then. 
because we beat them in 2017. Or maybe it was 18. Had to have been 18 then. It was, well, yeah, because it was 18 because Super we, I went, yeah. Right after it started, I went to see the Eagles in the Super Bowl in February of 18, yeah. So. Jesus, that's depressing. <laughs> yeah, neither one of my kids have seen Louisville beat Kentucky in football. They've seen basketball, though. They have seen basketball, Virginia. Of all things. <laughs> you expect it to be the opposite, but yeah. Virginia's seen a win. John's only seen one game, and it was last year. Well, we don't. <laughs> Didn't go well. No. But we're yeah. not. We're going to tell him he was born a year later. <laughs> I was upset. I, I mean, the the image, I tried not to look at him, but like the brief glance I got of all the UK players, like just giving me the middle finger and throwing their L's down, like, like it, it, was, it, it was tough. It was tough to stomach. The guy who's sitting behind me, too, he was like the most, because Troy was, when I came in here, Troy, our boss, was telling me about how they had a fan sitting behind them who was super obnoxious. The guy behind me was doing the thing where he was like trying to be, obnoxious without being overly obnoxious he's not doing the whole like f louisville louisville sucks type thing but he's doing like the woo like after every big play and like but he would also like just say the most obvious stuff so loudly where like <laughs> give me an example i mean like we would throw like an incomplete pass he'd be like second down second down and i'm like yeah it's it's, it's second down you're right we we know He's like, he's out of bounds. He's out of bounds. I'm like, yeah, he just he ran out of bounds. I'm sorry. We're all, we all see it. We're, why, it's football. Why We're did, watching football. This is football. Why did you have a parrot sitting behind you? God, it was so – and he was by himself, too. Strawberry's like, not home. He was literally sitting by himself, either. Like, nobody with him. He just was sitting there. I, I can guess why. Yeah, I was like, I mean, he's just he, they're going to kick it. They're going to kick it. I'm like, yeah, the kicker's out there. Yeah, they, they are going to kick it. Shut up. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> I really wanted to win just for that guy. <laughs> and then we, the second that the interception hit the UK player's hands, I was like, let's go. Let's go. Grab your coat. We're leaving. Get out of here as fast as we can. <laughs> Why do they sound like a parrot in that game? We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Time to go. It's traffic. Go. <laughs> it's like a mix between a parrot and Rain Man. Got traffic. Got traffic. Got to be traffic. Got to hit Kmart. That's what they call me. <laughs> Dexter says... Mike, are Brian and Jeff aware that there are 500 Louisville fans who double as QB coaches on Twitter? I'm going to go ahead and trust the guys who got Blau, White, and O'Connell life-changing NFL contracts over the Twitter QB average. <laughs> I agree with that. There are a lot of people who are like, this is Pierce's team. I'm like, well, I mean, maybe, but like, we don't, we don't see him every day. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I trust the guys who watch him practice quite literally every single day for the last seven months. I mean, I get people, at, you know, since, especially since the UK game, you know, did – are you mad that Brom didn't do this, or you wish they'd done this, or do you blame him for the? Maybe I would have done something differently, but I'm not going to question in Brom I trust, and until the long way down the road of, of, of mistrust that would cause me not to to have that. I think you can question like small, like you, you can nitpick stuff. Yeah, for sure, but I mean, but that's, that's, nobody's going to be perfect. I mean, I, I think remember back to the Georgia Tech game. When we ran that stupid pass, pass play, that all we had to do was kneel it to go to the halftime, and he, he called a pass play that got picked off and gave him a chance to kick a field goal. Like, yeah. I, I was like, that's a mistake. Like, or going for it on fourth down the pit game. Yeah, I mean, that was but that was one where I was like, I was kind of on his side, so I can't really criticize him. But if you want, if you weren't, you could definitely criticize him. Um, I, I'm fine with that. But I, at the end of the day, like clearly the guy Bottom line knows is, what he's doing. I embrace my trust. Sure. I'm putting it on my money. But it doesn't mean you blindly trust everything. No, I mean I'm gonna. You're right. I'm gonna question, like I said, the fourth down call or something like that. Sure. But I mean, they're they're, they're probably few and far between. I mean, usually, even if it's something doesn't execute, I'm gonna be like, hey, yeah, I, I trust it. He, I think he, he probably knows more about football than I do. The the I can't say the same thing about Kenny Payne in basketball. No, we'll get there. <laughs> the Pierce Clarkson thing. I mean, people are always like, you know, 
this guy's like supposed to be such a star. He's super like like star studded guy. I'm like he had lower recruiting rankings coming out of high school than both Harrison Bailey and Brady Allen. Like like he is a, he he's a big time get for us. But it was more about like he was such a big name on the recruiting trail. Everybody knew him. He was well connected. He still was only the 25th, and I say only, you can be very good and have this ranking. He was the 25th ranked quarterback in that class, um, the 2023 class. I'm not going to knock him, but that's not pretty good. He's a Satterfield guy. He's a Satterfield guy. I mean, he's six foot 190. Um, I, I hope that he's fantastic, but I, I think that he's just been, he's sort of been he was such a big deal when he committed to us. Like, there's maybe a little bit of overhype right now that he's in that same stratosphere with like, he's next up in the Lamar Jackson, Teddy Bridgewater hierarchy. And I'm not. I would love to be proven wrong. I, I'm not sure that that's going to wind up being the case. And I'm not saying he's bad enough, but let's also remember he's when we he was probably put on a little bit of a pedestal because at the time when he signed with us, he's the first quarterback we signed in like four years. This is true. <laughs> I mean, I'm we had not, not done well with quarterbacks. slightly not exaggerating there. He's like the first new quarterback we had in. I mean, the closest thing to a new quarterback before him was when when Cunningham changed his first name. <laughs> that's, that's the closest thing we had to a quarterback Mikael was great yeah the texture says John Beeline gotta make him say no they gotta make him say no oh. guy's back he's back he's back he's stronger than ever I not only would I have to make Beeline say no I would like kidnap his dog and like take it hostage for him to make him say no I does he have a dog I would love John Beeline I would I would kidnap his cat I would say his child but I don't want to feel like the feds showing up here for me yeah you know I do have a Santa's game night maybe they did show up I didn't get out of it but yeah, I don't think it's worth that. Spears is on the call tonight, taking a little time off from his Bellerman days. Is next basketball? Yeah, we got to next tonight, uh, seven fifteen pregame here after the show tonight. Who are they playing? Uh, Central. All right, go Jack. I saw online where uh, Rashawn's kid just ate up my my Wagner Wildcats. I did tag night. you in that. Rashawn's kid dunked all over your Wagner Wildcats yeah, in a that, thirty yeah. point win last night. Put up like twelve and ten or something like that. I think. Yeah, he did a good job. Uh, I met him. He was he came here the day that uh, one of the days where Sean was like learning to. I was here. But you were here that day. I was yes. thinking. I was thinking it was the day when you was hosting. No, that was that. Uh, I was here that day because that was the day he came in so I could show him how to board so he could. Be, there you go. It, That's yeah. right. There you're right. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's tall. He looks just like he looks just like Rashawn the face. He does for sure. Yeah, but he's he's not he's tall and skinny. What do uh, what is to be young? I don't know. One last, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I think back to the moment, like my early high school days, where I was like, kind of, I was like trying to put on weight for sports, and I was kind of skinny, and like I was like eating a ton and make, eat, like, drinking these special milkshakes to put on weight, and I'm like, if I could have bottled up that, I, I should have given it to the later me who needed it, the metabolism, like just come on. I've never understood the need youth to is gain wasted weight. on the young. Like I've never had to gain weight. I've always had no problem with that. <laughs> Texas is a long text. For oh, what no. I feel like is the 400th time this season, and in all of our close games, we never actually lost this year. We just beat ourselves. I'm not making an excuse. I genuinely feel like both of our losses were because we beat ourselves. UK and Pitt played okay, but we were definitely the better team in both instances. The, this is the last thing I'll say about Saturday, and then I'm moving on to FSU. The most disappointing part of the UK game was the defense sitting for almost the entire third quarter and then crapping the bed on UK's first actual offensive possession of the second half. I agree with that. I mean, I think you can say, though, I mean, Pitt was a little bit – Pitt, we just shot ourselves in the foot a billion times. UK, we shot ourselves in the foot too many times. If you want to say we were the better team against Kentucky, I can buy it. If you want to say we were the better team against Pitt, I can buy it. I think we also were the worst team against Virginia. Like That was one that we probably didn't deserve to win that we, we got. Miami was more of a toss-up. I, I did see that – Georgia Tech maybe, too, to agree. Georgia Tech would probably be yeah the, the same type of game. I did see that they have that chart, the advanced stats with the success rate. 
that talks about like how badly did we actually get beat. And you know, early in the year, we were always just on the the far right end, and we made fun of Cincinnati, the classic Satterfield, where they they won everything statistically, but didn't win on the scoreboard. And I saw that we actually were third from last in terms of like we, the stats say we should have won that game against Kentucky by like twelve to thirteen points, and we lost by seven. And it was it was a bitter graphic to swallow. I keep using that word. Just very bitter. Very bitter. Everything about the game. I'm not bad. bitter. I'm bitter. I'm still bitter. Bitter beer face. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Texas, you all brought up the Cincy Bowl win on yesterday's podcast, and it made me appreciate how fun the end of the year was after losing to UK. Let's take a step back and cherish Scott, not making it awkward, us keeping the cake of nails for forever, and the greatest scoreboard point in the history of sports. It was great. That was, that, that was fun. But it was also fun in a much less – like, this has the potential to be more fun. The UK loss is always going to sting. It's always going to be something that we think about a little bit. But if you beat Florida State, win a conference championship, then go on to like a win an Orange Bowl or a Big Bowl, wherever. Where would we go if we win the ACC? We'd Orange Bowl, right? Orange Bowl. I mean, we're, we're going to the Orange Bowl almost regardless. Yeah. But if you win, I mean, twelve and two with let's say a conference championship win over an undefeated Florida State team, we ruined their playoff chances. I know you would love that. You hate FSU. And then let's say we beat you guys. Still not like them from the Metro. Oh, I don't like too, them. Don't you? I mean, I, come on. Yeah. I don't like them, but you've you've put a target on their back. I've been this bitter since season. they beat us in the Metro Championship in like '93, whatever year it was, when we made that Cinderella run and got been knocked. You you talk about games that we deserve to win. Florida State has had. I feel like out of all the games you look at most over the last ten years and say, oh, we should have won that one. Like seven of them are Florida State games because they always seem to find a way to beat us when they the the, the numbers and the eyeballs say that we had that game well in hand. Last year's game included. So I would love to win that game. I've got no love for FSU fans. I, I wouldn't hate ruining their season. I'm not doing the ACC, ACC cheer. And, and then potentially playing Ohio State in the Orange Bowl, this this juggernaut in the region that we have always looked up at and said, like, you know, growing up, you and I have been like, if a kid goes to Ohio State or Notre Dame from here, who can blame them? Like, they're, they're the superpower in this area. You can't compete with them. We've only played them twice in our history. Getting them on that stage, and I know they would have a lot of guys out, and I'm sure they would downplay the game and all that stuff. It still would be a gigantic deal for us to go down there and beat a Ohio State team that would probably it's probably going to be like five or six in the rankings. This this uh, the, the final rankings when the playoff is set, like that would be enormous. Twelve and two with those two wins. I, I know losing to UK would always be that kind of like poop on top of the cake, but it's still a pretty pretty tasty cake. It's still worth eating that poop. I mean. I- Eat it with a smile. <laughs> smile while you eat that poop. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, 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 I would assume Harrison Jr., like JTT, will probably sit out. Yeah. I mean, McCord probably wouldn't. And the other wide receiver might. I would think he probably would. But the thing is, you're replacing five stars with five stars. Like, yeah, you know yeah those two, yeah, both those team. guys sit out, the uh, uh, Mooka dude and, and, and Harrison. Yeah, you're probably the guys that got behind him or Julian Fleming, who was like, a, I think, the top receiver in his class at one point. They got studs everywhere. Yeah. Texas, if we lose to Florida State, it'll feel a lot like the end of 2016 falling off a cliff. Well, the is, the difference there is we won the game before UK this year. Like we lost, we lost three straight to end that season, and it was Houston in the penultimate regular season game, Kentucky in a game that we were favored again by way more than we were favored against UK this year, and then we just didn't show up at all in the bowl game we, against anybody. What what is our bowl options if we lose to Florida State? We're gonna go to the Orange Bowl. Oh, that's because unless not, we get jumped by NC State, yeah. Or Florida State somehow does not make the playoff. If we don't go to the to, to the Orange, Orange Bowl, Bowl somehow, I think we would go to the the Gator Bowl, okay. which is still a good bowl game. Do we do we have an idea who our opponent would be maybe in that in that situation? No, but the, the, the odds are at this point, I think it's like ninety two percent Orange Bowl, 
like five percent Gator and then three percent something else. Again, the only way that we get left out of the Orange Bowl is one Florida State somehow gets jumped by a one-loss team. I can't imagine that's going to happen. But if it did, they would get the Orange Bowl bid if they beat us. If we win, it's null and void. Like we're going to the Orange Bowl. But if we lose, FSU would have to get left out of the playoff, or NC State would have to be higher ranked than us in the final CFP rankings, which. You know, it's possible they were 22nd. We'll find out where they are today. We'll find out where we are tonight. But I, I can't imagine that you would take a nine and three team and place them above a ten and three team that beat them on their home field. I can't imagine. When but. is the uh, when was on December 30th? Okay, I was just curious the date. Plan your calendars accordingly. Well, are we gonna go to Miami for this? I would love to. I had a great time down there in 06. I didn't get to go in 06. Ooh, it was wonderful. I had to watch it from my, my, uh, my, room, my apartment in Bowling Green on my little dorm room TV in my bedroom. Texas says, yeah, Mike, I'm looking for full access to the Becker CPA exam review. Any idea where I could find that? I'll tell you where you can't find If you want partial access, I can't help you. If you want minimal access, I can't help you. If you want full access, business.louisville.edu is the place to go. Thank you for that. I mean, I'm, I'm in month uh, 26 of that, by the way. Well, you, that's that's 16 months too many. <laughs> you went to the wrong place then. You checked the wrong box. You did something wrong. Well, I mean, no. It's been the, the best 28 semesters of my life. Texas says, Bellman is very well coached. They will go zone and backdoor cut us like Andy Dufresne. Wait a minute. Hold on. What? Did Andy, I thought Andy's the one that got backdoor. <laughs> that was the joke. Oh. <laughs> but no, he's, he's insinuating Andy. I wish I could tell you that the Louisville Cardinals fought the good fight. <laughs> Bellerman has been... I'll just picture that. That's the one I pictured Danny's dad pulling Danny around the corner. <laughs> Come here! I'm not done talking to you. <laughs> I, I was talking to somebody on the Bellerman staff uh, a few days ago. And, and I, was, I mean, do you really need to be... You mean, do you think we know what you're talking about, baby? Who do you think? I mean, could it be uh, Davenport? Maybe. Possibly. Could be Bo. You never know. I don't. I don't is want there a bow Davenport? No, there's there, there, <laughs> no, there's a bow on the Bellman staff. Is there a bow at Duke? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, there's only two Dav. There's three Davenports. I love Doug, but he's not on the staff. Go on with your story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, talking to to someone in the staff. Bo. Uh, <laughs> Bo Braden. No, not Bo. I I do love Bo. It could have been Bo. <laughs> they, you know, they were playing. Not great. About a week ago, the, the the numbers were you know they they lost handily to uh, Washington to start the season. Morehead State came in and beat them at home by thirteen. That was a disappointment. They hadn't played that well against Midway, and, and they were like you know you forget when you're at a school of that size and you're playing so many road games, especially so many games so far from home. I mean they went all the way out to Seattle for their first game to play Washington. Uh, played K State, played Chattanooga on the road, played Bowling Green on the road. It's been a long time since they got home, and he's like, you just you miss so much normal practice time. He's like, we're going to be fine long term. We're starting to play better. The game was closer against K State than the score would indicate. Like we are now getting more consistent practices. They've they've been home since the the seventeenth of November, and like you saw, they almost beat West Virginia in Morgantown on Sunday. They lost sixty two to fifty eight. Like they're playing much much better basketball, and they're going to keep getting better. And they'll. Be ready for Louisville. I think that they, I'm sure they see things in the film. I, they did not tell me this, that they feel like they can exploit. They saw things last year. It was the very first game of the year. They saw things in the exhibition games that they were able to exploit. Like, if we don't, and we, look, we got back cut to death. Sorry, a is this little, supposed to be a shock or something or no, a surprise? Like, we got back cut to death a little bit by New Mexico State, who's not a, you know, it's not really their set offense. Bellerman, you know, 
we'll be prepared for it. We'll know it's going to happen. I still have no faith in our ability to stop it because we don't seem to to ever stop it against teams that run a lot of backdoor stuff. So you know what Bellarmine's going to do. Stopping it is an entirely different issue. Like theoretically, there should not be much of an issue for Louisville against this Bellarmine team. I have a hard time thinking that that's going to be the case in the actual game. Like I would not be shocked at all if this is a a game that once again goes down to the wire. I wouldn't be shocked at all if we lose. Is there a line on the game yet? We are six-point favorites on Ken Palm. I would assume that the, the line will be somewhere around there. I'd take Bellman six. <sighs> Texas, I'm glad to see that Paris Jones was discharged from the hospital. However, I am concerned about all the class time he's missed. Maybe Trevor can do all the homework he's missed and attend class for him until he's made a full recovery and can go back. Do you see that, though, the, the, the actual story? Uh, I mean, uh, what, missing class? No, uh, Paris Jones, he's officially today going to – he did check out of the Fraser Re- Rehab Institute – and he's getting to go now to Charlottesville. He's good enough to. Oh, I thought in. I thought he went back last week. No, they moved him from U of L Hospital to Fraser Rehab a couple weeks ago. Ah, okay. I thought I thought he went back. Okay. He still wasn't well enough to go back to Charlottesville. Right. I, I thought. I mean, this. Well, I'm glad at least. He's, but he's going back now. Yes. Well, good for him. He was in good hands. Look, look U of L Hospital is fantastic. Fraser Rehab is one of the best rehabilitation institutes in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, they they sent a video out today of him doing some some leg work exercises. He's moving well. He's doing like some foot drills, like. He's gonna walk again. He's walking in, right? Oh yeah, no, he's running. Like, like he's, he's okay. He's doing these drills that like he's clearly not full strength, but he's no. he's doing like lateral quickness drills. He's doing like step up drills. Like he's he's moving a, a ton, which is great to see. But it does sound like he was very 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 close to this being far more significant than it wound up being. I mean, he had to have spinal cord surgery. That's still pretty damn significant. Um, but props to the, all the people at U of L and, and Fraser Rehab for for getting Paris Jones back home. He gonna play again. I mean, obviously. he announced his retirement from football because he, he was already out of eligibility anyway. Oh, he was okay. And he's a former walk-on who he's not going to play. Uh, was, yeah. was, he's not going to play professionally anywhere. And so he was. He, he put out a statement, I think, a couple of days ago, saying this isn't how I wanted my career to end. But you know, like, I mean, you could he could turn this into a positive and use it as as a way to establish himself as a local celebrity in Charlottesville. Sure, or go into coaching. I mean, yeah. make make a positive, make you know, make lemon out of lemon. Uh, you know, chicken was a chicken salad out of chicken poop. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Thank you. Texture says, B-ball team lineup has to have Johnson starting Sky at the two. It's the only way to generate easy buckets. Also have to get that football transfer named Thor. You just have to. I don't think we're going to get Thor, but. We can call him Thor. Are you on board with, because this is the most common complaint. Remember I last know. year it was all like, Fab- we need more Fabio. We need more Fabio. This year it's, we need Tyler to start. Are you on board with that? I mean, I'm curious why Dennis is still starting, personally. I mean, when he plays two can, minutes. Can you leave Dennis alone? I, w- I want to know. None of this is Dennis's fault. You're, you're right, it's not, because he plays two minutes. He does a jump ball, and then they take him out for the game. This is a, this uh. is a no Dennis slander zone. We don't talk about <laughs> Dennis like that on this show. Well, it's hard to talk about him when he doesn't play. Dennis but. can do no wrong. <laughs> That's Stop. Um, I... I I would I would say to me yes I think the logical thing is for Johnson to start at the one and Sky at the two and I'd say Trey at the three and then and JJ at the four and, and Brandon at the five that's the lineup I would go with I would if that's not it I I can only assume that Tyler may be one of those guys that just just comes off the bench better Earl Clark wise like he just he's just better you know he, he two minutes into the game come in but he just needs to. Needs to not be in the starting lineup. Some players are like that. That's the only thing I can assume. Otherwise, he should be out there starting, yes. 
Yeah, there are all these. You know, there are rumors everywhere about. You know, there have been rumors for the last three weeks. Like Kenny's gonna get fired here. You know, if they, if there was, a, he's gonna get fired after the trip to New York, and then now it's if he loses to Bellman, he's gonna get fired. Like, all this stuff. I would love for if it was true at all. If Kenny, instead of just like coaching for his job, just gave the middle. Like, what if he just started Zan at point guard tomorrow night? He's just like, like just goes full middle fingers up to everybody. He's like, to hell with you all. I don't Hersey start the backcourt. I don't even care anymore. It's it's Zan. I've got my other sons that you didn't even know about. I just put them on the team. They're starting tomorrow night. Uh, Dennis is playing the two. Like just everybody that you don't want to play. We're gonna have play a daughter. She like just comes in and plays. Sure. This is a man's ball. You don't care. <laughs> no one's gonna get. Danny Manning's gonna call plays. Like Karan's back and he's starting in this game. Do we have any more? Speaking of Karan, do we have any Karan updates? He got asked about him. I mean, he, did he speak about him third person? Did he say this is a Kenny Payne decision? Kenny Payne will decide it when Kenny Payne's ready. I don't think he did. So it's weird because he updated the. Um, I didn't see the press conference today, so yeah. He updated the Hersey Miller thing by saying that he had a medical issue. That's why he didn't play. Um, Not anybody noticed. In, yeah, in, in, in the last game. But with Karan Davis, he just said, essentially, like, I have to sit down with him and talk about him, and we're going to have to figure out what's next. And I'm like, well, that's no clarity whatsoever on what's going on here. We're three games into a he's going to clarify everything after the game. Yeah, I remember when Bo That was, was three Bo's, games ago. Bo's just like, he's going to address it after the game, and he's like, this isn't the place to address it. That was three. That was the Texas game. We still have no idea when the address is. Three but, games? No, no, it was before the Texas game. I thought it was dirty because it was supposed to be after the Texas game he was going to address it. No, it was before the Texas game. It was before we went to New York. Like we found out that he it was it was uh, the cop. Oh, you're right because he didn't fly to New York. And then we found out that he didn't go to New York. And then it was like, is he is he with the team for the Mexico State game? No, he's not even in the building because it was after Texas or the uh, the Indiana game is when he did third person. He was like, it's a Kenny Payne decision. Yeah. We still have no idea what's going on. I mean, mean, if you wanted to quash these rumors, this is the worst possible way to go about it. I mean, I I I mean, I I have no. Knowledge anything? I mean, any guess what we were dealing with here? I don't, I don't want to speculate. I mean, it, it could easily be. It's a guess. The most common thought that's out there is that it's something academic, which makes sense. But also, like, why not just come out and say that it's something academic? I mean, I, I guess his Kenny Payne's thinking would be, I don't want to embarrass the kid. But I think that letting everybody guess and do stuff like we're doing right now is worse for him than just coming out oh, and being like he's got yeah, an academic case of imagination run wild is not pretty. Exactly. Especially when he's, you know he was at the center of a rumor that you and him got in a physical yeah, fight that, that's like the two weeks earlier. Yeah, and he's been gone since. And a fight that you denied up and down, which I'm not saying is, you know, is or isn't true, but I mean... Yeah, the only th- I mean, the only thing I mean, every I, rumor's on the table at this point. When you let it go like this, like I heard Karan is sleeping with so and so, like it, it could be anything. I mean, my my assumption is, is just clearly that is just he failed a test, whether it be what whatever kind of test it is. You it's can, the most logical explanation yeah. is that there's something going on academic. Well, I was gonna say I was thinking another kind of test, but yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times when when a player gets suspended, and they're like, it will let you know what. You know. Usually, it's something like got busted with a left handed cigarette. Yeah. But, I mean, we don't, I mean, but we have no idea. There's no even, like, any violation of First of all, rules. even if that was it, I can't imagine being suspended this long and not on two road trips. Like, almost every time that it's, and first of all, most teams aren't even testing for weed anymore. I know the NCAAs sometimes will do it to them, but, like, it's not the way that it used to be. That's a good point. But it used to always be, if, if it was a violation of team rules, it was always weed. It was, yeah. And if it was an academic thing... They would say, like, it's an academic thing. Mm-hmm. Anything else, then you kind of like, okay, it, it, that could be whatever. 
But there was there's a language, there's an established language here. There's an established protocol to let the fans know what's going on without actually letting them know what's going on. And we're getting none of that right now. And so, yeah, you're going to have rumors and speculation and everything going crazy. Um, especially when he was at the center of a gigantic rumor just two weeks before he left the team or whatever. I mean, right on. now, the only thing I can assume is he got in a fight with KP stoned while skipping class. <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much does that check all the boxes. Picture like the Rashad Carew situation. <laughs> well, I, we're not going that far. You never know. I mean, we're, he's not like going, we're not going to go like Michael Westbrook on us or anything. Like trying to, I mean, he's the one to get in a fight and got knocked out. I don't know how far to push it at this point. <laughs> I've got it. Karan Davis is one of the most fascinating figures in the history of Louisville oh, sports. Oh, I know. And I don't think we he, we're not going to see him ever log a minute in an actual game. I feel like he's gonna end up being like a Mendoza effect. Like we, we, he's never gonna, we're never gonna see him again. But like he was here. Like we saw him in the exhibition game. Like no, we didn't. Do you remember Karan Davis? Do you remember? That? It's like Prelude Davis, but like a step above that. <laughs> Isn't he the one that broke his face? Yeah. Yeah. He, like the first Maybe day that was a fight. Yeah, the first day like a camp, he got his face like shattered, and we never saw him again. He started the very first game. I remember Prelude. Did nothing, I remember. and then it was like, a, he was going to be the savior of that He was a Juco, game. yeah. And then it was he started the first game. I was like, this guy doesn't seem like he's doing much out there. And then we just never saw him again. He wasn't yeah, good. He was the only game he played. Well, at least we got one game. We saw Karan for 20 minutes in an exhibition. Was it even that long? It was, whatever it was, was long enough. Are you sure that was Karan? <laughs> that just wasn't somebody else. I do like the, the notion of him just showing up and it being, they're like, we don't even, we don't even know if that's Karan Davis. It's just somebody say, <laughs> saying that he was Karan Davis. We never saw proof. We never saw him online anywhere. We figured out that the whole time was just some kid lying. The real Karan Davis is still out there on the West Coast. He never even committed here. He doesn't even exist. He's a made-up character. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, more from you guys on the uh, Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on I was never a Flintstones guy. Oh, I was. I love Flintstones. I like the movie with John Goodman. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess the movie was okay. I don't really remember watching it. Too never much. enjoyed the cartoon. But I was, I was big, and I loved the Flintstones. Like I said, I think Wilma was another one. I mean, it was a redhead thing. I had a thing for hmm. redheads. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> welcome back in. Mike Rutherford Show. Tuesday edition here on 1450-961, The Big X. All right, two things on Twitter are bugging me. Okay, go for it. All right, first of Live all, for these. First of all, I, I, I got to say, uh, Jonathan Taylor, out for three weeks of broken thumb. Ooh. You bastard. No. And in case you're wondering, yes, he is my fantasy team. I assumed. Second, uh, who is Corey Perry or whatever his name is that's uh, being compared to Delonte West? Uh, Corey Perry? Uh, yeah, Corey Perry. Apparently he's been kicked off the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, a hockey player who apparently had sex with somebody's mom. Oh, poor... I mean, that's the one thing. I guess if you're Delonte West, if that's the one thing people are going to compare you to, that's the good thing, right? 
Yeah. It's like the lesser of his evils. Why, get, no, why does everybody forget Ricky Davis banged his mom, too? Well, I hope not his mom. That, well, not. I would hope that that's not. No, him. LeBron's mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's There's a rumor that Corey Perry. Um, Should we bring Jen in for this? She's a Blackhawks man. She is. And it was Connor Bedard, uh, the, the superstar. He, he's, oh. Remember, he was like the number one pick. We talked about the draft last year. Oh, was, that's who it is? It was the whole superstar sweepstakes. The, and, he, the, and, and he has been just as good as everyone hoped he was going to be. The next there's Gretzky a rumor kid. that, yeah, that, that, that Perry had relations with his mom. <laughs> What what is it with now? All the, the players want to sleep with their player teammates' moms. I mean, we got Zach Wilson and you know Ricky Davis and Dante and Corey Perry. I mean, what was this guy? Come on, there was a code. You don't you don't hook up with another dude's mom. And yes, text line. That's that. I'm pointing that out to you. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's salacious for sure. The is that really Hawks, worth releasing him? I mean, the Blackhawks suck anyway. So do they? Just, well, they didn't want pick. They, Bedard's the only thing worth. I was going to say, is Corey Perry any good? Is he, I guess he's the juice isn't worth the squeeze. He's not good enough to keep if he's banging Connor Bedard's mom, apparently. <laughs> so there's there's that. I mean, that's not going to stop him. Now he's just going to go shack up with her because he has nowhere else to go. <laughs> yeah, Bedard's like, just keep him, please. Yeah. Now this didn't work out. What do you want to do? It's like, what was the old joke? Because Matthew Phelps gets, uh, Michael Phelps gets you know, suspended for weed. You don't give him pothead time off. That's just the worst thing to do. <laughs> uh, we've got... He'd give him time off if he wants to finish Call of Duty, not to get him straight. <laughs> Thornton Sex Lines 502-414-1450. We'll get to that, back to that in just a second. I saw this for the first... I guess this has been news for a few days, and I somehow missed it. But this is news that has... Happens. Shook me to the core. Wow. Wow. Shouldn't have... Yeah, wow. You know, all these bowl games, that they're doing things that are... You know, the mascots, the you know, you had the the what the, the Cheetos bowl where you're dumping Cheetos on the coach, the mayo bowl where you're dumping mayo on the coach. Well, the Pop Tarts bowl is taking things to another level. They are going to have an edible mascot, a giant Pop Tart, who will run around the stadium interacting with fans, and then when the final whistle blows, will transform into a game winning snack for the visitors. Now my oh, issue oh, is transform. Yeah, it's going to be an edible. The winning team is going to eat the mascot. So this mascot's going to be running around yelling, "Eat me!" The problem is, <laughs> it's like it doesn't just look like a. It's a mascot, so it's not just like a normal okay. just pop tart. It's got like an eyes and a face, so it it, it looks what? very. They've humanized the pop tart. Like I'm just imagining. Well, where, did you picture this somewhere? I want to. I'm see. just imagining like the winning team just eating and be like, ah, ah, it hurts. Just like the entire time, just screaming out in agony. As you know, BYU or whoever <laughs> just celebrates their bowl victory. It also kind of wanted me to, make, to play in the Pop Tart. It's full. I have so many questions. Um, where do I start? It's haunting. Okay, first off, I mean, do we know what flavor this is? Are we talking cherry? Are we Great talking question. blueberry? And this isn't going to be a s'more. I mean, I mean, are, are, do we heat it up? I mean, do, do, <laughs> I mean, do we have a giant toaster? I mean, it's because I, you know me, I, I am, I'm, I mean, it looks like, according to the the, the I'm in minority. There, I like cold pop tarts. According to the illustration that's out there, it looks like a frosted strawberry pop tart, which is delicious. That would assume that means it's a girl. Why would you assume that? Well, because it's 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 uh, strawberry. It's usually the pink. It's girl, right? Not always. I mean, it's, it's very. Regressive. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not to be canceled for the rest homophobic of the or anything. But if it's, it's a blue, blue pop tart, some dudes are gonna be like, I don't know. I don't care if we won or not. 
I don't think that's going to happen. I think everybody's going to be dying to eat this Pop-Tart regardless of how, what gender it identifies as. I mean, well, that determines on where you want me to start eating on the Pop-Tart. Like, the poor kicker gets to start south. I'm taking a big bite. <laughs> I mean, do you, go after the, do you go after the eyes just like you're yeah, a cake when you want always with a piece of the face? <laughs> I mean, I'm just... <laughs> I tell you, I, the game, December 28th, 530, it, that's must-see TV for me now. Like, the Pop-Tart's brilliant marketing move. I've got to see this Pop-Tart get eaten. I mean, this sounds like something off of like a Family Guy skit. It does. I mean, it, it does. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, you say it's going to transform. So, like, it's, there's going to be like an edible and a non-edible version. I don't know. This, these are all questions that I need to have answered by my viewing. Now, would you prefer this or just dropping like a thousand pop tarts on some dude? Oh, this is this has the potential to be great. <laughs> that, could, that could actually hurt somebody, couldn't it? I want to see what happens to this. I think it's going to be fantastic. Ryan Nanny, who I used to work with, this is the second straight day we've done a shutdown full cast shout out. He does the podcast with Spencer Hall. Like he had his dream was to be the the mascot of the Outback Bowl was a gigantic blooming onion, and he <laughs> like his dream was to be the blooming onion for a quarter, and they let him do it, and it, it was the happiest I've ever seen a person in my entire life. He'd ran around as the gigantic onion. I think every bowl should have like the mascot edible. For the winners. I mean, if this works, this could take off. Like, you could have all these bowl games being like, here we have edible uh, rose, like a giant orange. I mean, wouldn't you love to see Jawar Jordan just take a giant bite out of a real-life orange with I mean, eyeballs? is there not a bowl you can't turn into edible? Mm, points edible would be tough. No, he's just... Well, those are poisonous, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, regardless, you're not supposed to eat points edibles. Because they're poisonous. I don't know if they're poisonous, but just that they're more just not edible. Well, you could, I mean, cook it, right? Can you eat a poinsettia? I'm pretty sure. Things that I never thought I would be Googling. I I hand to God, I think it's poisonous. Is it just because it starts with the the word poinsettia? I just remember, I think I remember as a kid, like, when you get, you know, because that was what you said. Poinsettias are not poisonous. No. My mom lied to me. Poinsettias can be irritating, but not fatal if eaten. Okay, then we can cook those. I mean, orange bowl we know. uh, Sugar you can eat. Sugar we can eat. Cotton, it would, yeah, that would be independence. You don't need independence. <laughs> Gator, we could do. Gator, we could do. Uh, Alamo would be tough. I'd see something from San Antonio, New taco Me- or something. New Mexico bowl. Again, uh, local cuisine. Now here's where it gets. The, 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 here's where you run into a problem. The first responder bowl. <laughs> well, we're eating a pop to human. We're eating a dude in a pop tart suit. Where to start? I mean, where are we going to eat a fireman? <laughs> Defeats the whole vibe of the bowl game. I mean, <laughs> Armed Forces Bowl, love to see you try. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> go for that. All right, let's get back to the text line. 502 414 1450 is the Thornton text line. I go fireman or cop, though? Hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't, not, not questions we should be entertaining. Probably sure. go cop because I do like pork. Texture says, got to thank my son for getting a really bad stomach virus and taking my mind off the game right when it ended Saturday. My wife had to work, so I took him to my parents' house to watch with my dad, which may be the reason my son got sick. First time watching with his grandpa, who is hard to top with the language. Son started throwing up right after the interception and the game, and I asked him if he was all right. My dad's still watching the game in the next room screams, gee, damn it, no, I'm not bleeping all right. <laughs> Gave me a chuckle and a hard time. My only one of the past the fact that he opens this this this, tweet, this text by saying he's glad his son got a stomach virus. <laughs> Are you all right? His son throwing up his dad's like, no, I'm not bleeping all right. It's a great time. People question my parenting. I can see that happening <laughs> in my parents' house. Oh, what are we doing in the car alarm there? No one's going to steal your car in this neighborhood. Texas says, I did the weakest thing in the world. Oh, boy. I sold my drunkenly purchased ACC championship tickets. The UK game really broke my spirit for the year, and I'm embarrassed. 
If the G-Dam basketball team wasn't so bleep, I probably wouldn't be as down, though. Oh, God. That's, why'd you sell your ticket? I mean, I can't, like, if you bought him, I can't imagine selling them just because we lost Well, and, and he, he did say, he, praise me, I don't have this text in front of me. He, you said drunken purchase, right? Yes. Okay, so that could be like, I bought it and I realized, like, it's going to be a hassle to go to Charlotte over the weekend. And now I'm just going to, that, that would be more of a reason to sell a drunken purchase, I think. Is in hindsight, you realize it's just not, you know, feasible. Maybe he has kids without a stomach virus. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. we're not going to Charlotte because you won't go. Maybe. You'll go to the, we'll go to Miami, though. You, me, Miami, South Beach. The land of Trevor. Bad Bunny. Yeah. Gloria Estefan. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think if I, I, I guess I don't fault you for this. I mean, I, like, I, I feel like the stakes didn't really change, though. Like, if you were going because we had a minimal shot at going to the college football playoff, like that was always going to be a, a very, very long shot. If you're going, if you, if you're backing out just because I don't know, you're you're just you're still hurt. I don't know. I don't know. If you're going to go, you should go. If you're backing out just because you bought it like drunk at two in the morning and you realized, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, that's yeah. I, and then the wife is like, "What the bleep are you doing?" I'm like, oh, you sh- "I tried to wake you up, honey. You told me go away." If you're trying to save what up, happens. if you're trying to save up some goodwill because you think more of these trips are coming in the near future, then I, I can buy that. Hopefully, the you know we're back in the conference championship next year, even higher stakes. Maybe saving up for a playoff game. I don't know. Or go to Miami for the Orange Bowl. I mean, that's the thing. Imagine like like you know, a year from now, if we're in this game, we could be talking about playing for a, a, a buy in the playoffs. For God's sake, like that'd be incredible, or potentially a buy, or maybe hosting a first round game. Like the stakes are only going to get higher. With the expanded playoff as we move forward, assuming that Jeff can keep this thing going and that we can, it's, it's why the portal stuff is so big. You know, as fun as this season was, if we're even a little bit better next year, we could be one of the twelve teams in the playoff. Can't wait till we win our national title. We're gonna be obnoxious. Oh, damn right. Can you imagine playing Kentucky in the playoff at some point? No, because no, they'll never get there. I'd die before kickoff. The, 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 like, toe would meet leather. The, the, I would just immediate cardiac arrest. Just dead. Texas, I think that losing to UK, FSU, and the Bowl would really kill this season's legacy. Really need to win at least one of these final two. I truly can't even think about the UK game on Saturday. That hurt bad. I couldn't even listen to the radio show yesterday. Well, that's on you. You should always listen to us. Yeah. I mean, a 10-4 season... Where we played in the conference, like if we lose to to FSU and Ohio State, I mean, it changes the overall value of the season for sure. I mean, we were talking about if you went out, this being the greatest, most accomplished season in the history of Louisville football, which I think would have been true. It's clearly not going to be that. I think that most of us saw this team that, that have watched this team, kind of thought like, you know, it, it's not the best Louisville football team ever. It's certainly not the most talented Louisville football team ever, but they've had a fantastic season. I think if you lose these two games, it doesn't make it a like a average season or just say, hey, it's still a great year to get to 10 wins in Jeff Brom's first season and to play in these types of bowl games. But I don't think you would put it in like the top five, six, maybe seven Louisville seasons of all time. Um, Well, I mean, top top 10 maybe? I mean, I think it had to be a top 10. I mean, we I mean, don't, we're talking about 10-win season. We've yeah. only had seven 10-win seasons in the history of the program. I mean, yeah. And, I, I mean, I I would – it's – yeah. It's, if you talk about just ranking top 10 seasons, it's probably near the bottom. People talk about this – comparing this to 2016, and I get the similarities there. The big difference is well, the you big, still had Lamar winning the Heisman, which was historic, and that was something they hang your hat on. But it became at the end of the, – the, afterwards, it went from being like this dream season that had Lamar winning the Heisman – 
as a part of it to being just the Lamar season, right? Because we ended up nine and four. Yeah, and that's the the Houston year, right? Yeah, and that's the year also. And I think one difference between that year and this year is that I think before the the slide at the end with the Houston and, and and Kentucky and games was we still had I think more of a, a, a glimmer of thinking we were going to get into the, the the national championship scene. Yes, and this we're number year, five. I mean, in this season, I mean, not saying that what there wasn't, you know, a you know a Lloyd Christmas, you know, little bit of hope there with before the UK game, but it was very slim, regardless whether we'd won out or not. Pretty much. That said, because of that, like if you look back in hindsight, I mean, the season and go, we went ten and four. You just just say just from from a broad perspective of it, we went ten and four. We made the ACC title game and we went to the Orange Bowl. I mean, I don't think anyone would call that a failure in any way. Now, obviously, when you break it down, you say, well, some of those losses were Kentucky, and three of the last four were, you know, in the last. But you step back and look at it that way, it's like, this season was awesome. Yeah. I mean, before this season, did I mean, if I any of us said 10 wins in an ACC championship game, we were getting called homers. Yeah. I mean, I think I picked us at nine, and I was still getting homered. I mean, isn't that what I picked this? I think I picked this at nine. Didn't I say nine and four? I think. I think you went nine and three. Yeah, nine and three. Yeah, and you were eight and four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was still getting like, oh, whatever. I mean, we succeeded that beyond our wildest dreams. I think, regardless of maybe how this last next couple weeks were to result in. Angry guys, let me just say. Oh, good lord, angry. What does beating FSU do for you? Well, UK still out recruiting you, which could have been affected by beating UK. You're Not still true. known as UK's. First of all, let me just say that, that if you're if you're assuming that angry guy uses every version of your there incorrectly, you're you're right. You are right <laughs> with apostrophe. <laughs> According to angry guy, you're while you are right. And if you beat FSU, the only story is they don't have their starter. You're going to Orange Bowl regardless. Losing to UK meant more than anything that happens in the FSU game. No, it's a a conference championship is a huge deal. Yeah, I mean, it's winning beating FSU is would do a lot for us. I mean, you're also would the story be not having their starter? Yes. The bigger story though is they're not going to the college football playoff. Keeping an undefeated top four team out of the playoff is something that people remember. Like, I don't like nationally. People don't even know that UK dominates Louisville that much. And it'd be the true. It'd be true if the 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 script were were flipped. If if Louisville won five straight over UK nationally, people wouldn't even, like they don't pay attention to the rivalry like that. If you beat Florida State and keep them out of the playoff, everybody remembers that. Everybody knows that. Everyone's paying attention to that. So, yeah, it's bigger for, for Louisville football to win this game. There's no question about it. Did it hurt more to lose to Kentucky? No question about it. Absolutely. You would love to have avoided that loss more than you would like to avoid a loss here. But winning the game, it does more for Louisville's brand than beating Kentucky. You know what it means more to beating FSU and losing Kentucky to? Every recruit outside the state. Yeah. I mean, not saying we, I, I don't want to still get you know a foothold on the, the recruiting in the state. I think we will, and we are on our way to. But if you're outside this state, us beating Florida, us beating Florida State means a lot more than losing the Kentucky to that kid. Texas, how realistic do you think it is that FSU could win Saturday and still get left out of the playoff to a one-loss team like Oregon, Texas, or Georgia if they lost to Alabama? That would screw us out of the Orange Bowl and probably any other New Year's Six Bowl. I mean, That's where I'm worried about. It's possible. I don't think it would happen because FSU's you know they're 13. they have the the big win over LSU. Uh, I think you would at least have to give them a shot, but we've seen. Like, let's say Georgia gets beat on a last-second field goal by Alabama in the SEC title game. Are you, you know, just taking one? Are you 
trying to get both. Like, I, I mean, it's it, it's a possibility for sure. I mean, what, the committee would say they're just better than FSU. I mean, when the other way around, Oregon wins on a field goal with Washington. Who's to say you don't take those two as well? I think Pac-12 would be tougher. That's a tougher sell. Like the SEC seems more realistic. But then well, that's you, just because he always. Suck you up also the run SEC. the risk of, of you know, let's say something like Texas it has one loss. They've beaten Alabama. Yeah. Like you know that that you run into a, a big time risk there. They want to add Alabama. So yeah, I, that I, does I, the be, easiest thing for them to do would be to have a, a undefeated Florida State team in. So I think that's what's going to happen. But would it shock me? No, I, I I'm more nervous about not getting the Orange Bowl for that reason more than NC State jumping over us. I am too. I, I think that, I think right that there. makes more logical sense. So therefore, we need to win this game and just get the Orange Bowl locked up. I say that now. I'm, I'm ready for tonight. Like the rankings come out, it's like NC State at 17 and Louisville at 16. I'm like, oh god, don't do this. You know all those videos where the guys smash their TVs during games and losses. That's kind of how I'd feel for that moment. Texas says, "Are we sure that TJ is an angry guy?" Hmm. Oh, that's a good. Hmm. He does have a burner account on really Twitter. Really makes you think. Hmm. 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 says, "Okay, bleep angry guy. I'm about to rebuy these tickets out of spite. Objectively, the <laughs> ACC championship game is much more important." Texas not sure that sharing a- all of angry guy's texts continue to be necessary. Oh, we don't share all of angry guy's texts. That's the thing. Yeah, we get. It's like one out of four red. I used to just like just ignore all of angry, and then he just like would start. That's when he started texting in from seventeen different numbers every day, and it just gets annoying. Texas says, never mind. Uh, I read it wrong. Arkansas is way more funny. I, I want him to. Uh, I, says, I don't know why, but I, I love Bobby again. I want him to get this Bama job so bad. Never mind. I read it wrong. And Arkansas is way more funny. It is hilarious the thought of him going to Arkansas. Did you yeah. see the Mike Elko introductory press conference at A and M where he did like the whole the weird Aggie? Sway, I brought it up yesterday. Sway yeah. and yell. Oh, you you did? Yeah, because I remember I, said, I, I, said, I brought I it up, but I couldn't it. watch it. Yeah, because I could I couldn't listen to it, but I saw. Oh, you got to watch it. It's incredible. Oh, I have. I've seen it since. Yeah, and I've watched Kentucky fans making fun of it if they have any room to. But yeah, it's just yeah. everybody should make fun of it. That's just what they, they've always done. That sway though. That's been that's kind of they, it's kind of crazy when they, they do it during the stadium and like the whole stadium's like rocks. It's kind of insane. It's the weirdest football program in America. Yeah, it started as an all-boys school. What do you expect happens when you make kids dress up in slacks all, all day long? Easy. <laughs> they end up doing radio with you. It's bound, it's bound, to, make a, <laughs> bound to make a kid go insane. <laughs> That's what happened to me. Well, yeah, he's a bunch of boys trapped all together all wearing ties and slacks for years. Could you imagine? So <laughs> people are saying that this Arkansas-Petrino deal is, is done. Like it's this is, this is actually going to happen. I mean, for the record, he is going as the offensive quitter, not the head coach. Correct. I mean, Bule- uh, bulimia. What is the the question becomes: I, I I don't know the Arkansas media that well. Does anybody have the stones to ask about the motorcycle incident at his first press conference? <sighs> You've got to ask the question. You've got to bring it, like you know, leaving the way that you left. Like, what is it? Like, what are your mo? Like, you know, like somebody's. You've got to talk about it. You've got to. You've got to. You've got to ask. I mean, did you ask that, or do you mean you bring up the do you? How do you feel your first return to us to a place that you'd been once before didn't work out too well? How do you think this will be any different? I mean, this guy, he's gonna end up back at Missouri State in, in ten years. <laughs> he's gonna be Kentucky's coach. No coach Idaho. What, if he went to UK, it would have been the funniest thing ever. That would be. What if Stoops had left for A and M in the UK? That's what I'm saying. Like, there were people that were like, "Hey, get a higher Petrino now." Uh, 5 o'clock hour is on the way next. We'll talk a little bit more. I've got a couple other odds and ends to get to. We'll take more texts from you guys, and then we'll look ahead to what's going on in the world of sports tonight. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. 5 o'clock hours next here on 1450 and 961, The Big X.
Jetson's Flintstones and Yogi Bear is basically the same exact keys with just some of the words changed. The Yogi sleeps until noon. That's my that's my bear. Did you ever watch Yogi Bear? I did. Boo boo. Man, I think there's a period where I probably watched a little bit. I was just never really big. What was your favorite cartoon as a kid? As a kid? Yes. I mean, like when I was real little, I feel like I was never in. I wasn't that into cartoons. Um, okay. I know that I was big. Uh, um. Captain Kangaroo Guy and Sesame Street. Yeah, I mean, I, I both, I agree. Yeah. But when I got older, I, I, I loved Doug. I liked Rugrats. Okay. Um, You're going a little older than I thought. It's, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, well, again, like we have like a six year difference, so it, which is huge. True, when, when but you're I, kids. I, but I still think when, when it comes to kids, I mean, things like like I was never into like Bugs Bunny or Mickey Mouse. Yeah, or like, Road Bu- like or Bugs, like that. But but yeah, like yeah, Road Runner. Uh, I was Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles, yeah, I mean, I was still Ninja Turtles, too. Transformers. Scooby-Doo was my favorite, though. I like Scooby. I mean, but see, and that's what I'm saying. Scooby is like one of those, like, no matter what your generation, you watched Scooby. Yeah, they, they had reruns. I watched yeah. the, I was big into, like, the Batman cartoon. I was more into, like, that than I was. I never like, got the, into the Batman. I got into the X-Men, when X-Men never, cartoon Never did on. that. But then the Bat, because Batman came on the same time. It, like, was at 4.30 and one was at 4 or something. See, I wasn't a big, like, comic book kid. But Neither I, was I. I watched, like, the... Like the, the the toys with the, the the turtles and the the Batman. Then I got all the toys for for all that stuff. Transformers, big into that. But it, I never like read the the graphic novels or anything. Nor did I. I I, I didn't either. I, I mean X Men. If it weren't for the cartoon, that's the only thing that got me into X Men. That was the only kind of first. Car- which when you go back and watch it now, it's so cheesy. Um, but that was like the closest thing to like, getting into comics. Because like when that came out, like Squeeze Play was like just starting to like its, its peak with the with the trading card scene and everything. And, of course, it was, like, you know, trading cards and comics. And it used to always baffle me. I'd go there, and everybody's like, you know, you have all your comic book guys in there that was, you know, at its peak as well. And I'm like, whatever. I want I want the – give me a pack of hoops. My mom texted in and just said Sports Center was always your favorite show. I mean, That's I really what, was. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I was just a sports kid. Like, I, I mean, I was too, but you still liked cartoons. I a, mean. a little bit, but, like, not as much as sports. Like, I would – I mean, like – Everything that I made growing up was just all. I was just sports, sports, sports. Like all, it was just it was. That's that's who I was. Okay, then superstars with the uh, the. the I one, watched that on Saturday the morning. So I played that yeah. one day. Yeah, I played. I already played his music before. Yeah, I was. I enjoyed that, even though I thought it was weird that like you know it was Jordan Gretzky and then like Bo Jackson. I'm like, yeah, you know, two, two or three. Like Bo was great, but he wasn't. Oh come on! At the time, how were you not? In but he was Bo? more of like a bigger name. Than he was. Bo like, was the, the man. Best. He, he, he was. was a, he was definitely the man. But he was. Like, Gretzky and Jordan are the best to ever do it. That's true. But I mean, who would you have put in him for baseball? Wade Boggs. No. I mean, <laughs> Imagine George Brett out there with him. <laughs> All right, we can move on. I mean, who would have been? <laughs> football would have been. I mean, Joe, Joe Montana. Yeah. 
I mean, he's not threatening anybody. Like some Bills gonna see Joe Montana and be like, "What's this five foot geeks doing here?" I mean, you know, you're saying that when Wayne Gretzky was one of the other stars. Wayne Gretzky's smaller than I am. Ah, but he's under five foot five. <laughs> five five and a half. <laughs> but Wayne He's Gretzky, five five. But Wayne Gretzky has a puck and a stick. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky is tiny. Is he really? Oh yeah. He's like he's like uh, 180 pounds. How tall is he though? Really? He's like my size. He's like, he's like five ten, five eleven. Well, that's not that small. It's pretty small. I mean, it's it's small. I mean, you're you're saying like who's gonna be afraid of Joe Montana? <laughs> I always remember Eric Linders when he came into hockey. I was like one of the first times. He's started. a big dude. He's like he was. I remember him being like six four. Yeah. Yeah, for um, a hockey player, he was huge. Yeah. Um, that's is that still common? I mean, you still get bigger like centers in hockey now though. They're like six three, six four, don't you? Eh, I mean, like the, the the biggest super, the best players in hockey are typically like the best goal scorers are like, I feel like five ten six. Your foot. guard size, exactly. But I, I, I mean, not to confuse centers between sports, but I always thought I figured the center. Ovechkin's pretty big. Ovechkin's yeah. like six, and he's a six, center, two, right? Six, yeah. Uh, Wayne Gretzky, yeah, six foot one eighty five, according to Wikipedia. God, yeah, he's like my size. <laughs> you all accomplished very similar lives. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> now, I guess, I guess you can't blame size on your shortcomings. In, huh? I can't. Not for hockey. At least not for hockey. Yeah. Inability to skate very well is what more drove me I, down I blame there. there was only one place, and, and still is one place to play hockey in this entire city. Iceland. Iceland, yeah. <laughs> my brother still plays there. He's, that's why he's dragging my youngest nephew two hours to Indianapolis three times a week to play on this AAA team. Oh, he's good. That's right. You're, he's, good in, he's good in hockey, though, he's right? He's very good. How tall is he? He's he's short. Like he's, okay, he's like I mean, he he's Charlie's shorter than I am. Now he may still grow a little bit. He's a sophomore in high school, so uh-huh. he may have some time. But he is he, he's he's smaller, but he's very good. He's playing on these, well, these travel teams now, doing all this stuff. I he mean, sounds God. like a good hockey size. Let's give him a pack of cigarettes and stunt that growth. After talking to my my brother and my sister in law, all here is like, don't let your kids play hockey. Like, like John John's not going to see a hockey rink because the travel for that just sounds absolutely brutal. So. Yeah, I mean, especially when you when you're when you're in a non hockey area, like exactly, Louisville, like you, think, you can't yeah. find great. Like they're going to New England for tournaments in the summer and yeah. all this stuff. It's it's nuts. All right, anyways, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton tax line. We've talked a lot about the transfer portal today. We've tried to stay away from the Kentucky loss. I think the Kentucky loss is it's very clearly sticking with people, which is not. I mean, I, people are texting me during the show. They're like, "I'm having a hard time getting over it." I'm, I, like, this is one we said it yesterday. Like, you just kind of have to sit in it. It's gonna, it's gonna sting for a long time. It's not gonna go away. Like, we will remember this one. If it's not the worst loss to Kentucky in football, it's probably in your top three. The, it, it does make me feel so fortunate that we have a game this weekend, win or lose, just to talk about because. Sitting in this one for like a full month, waiting like, to find out what bowl we're gonna get. Yeah, and, and then even if it was like the Orange Bowl, like just the the, the time period and waiting and knowing like it, it, it still it hurts right now. It's always gonna kind of be there, but once you get to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I, I do think the fan base will be able to turn the page effectively and start thinking like, hey, like beating FSU and winning a conference championship would be a pretty big deal. This is something worth getting excited about. And then, of course, now that it's DirecTV blackout, it's going to happen, and we're really not going to be able to watch the game. I, I, I've got, I've got ABC. I might come over to your house. You want to come over Saturday and watch yeah. the game? No, yeah, I may have to do that. You, you should come over. Come on, bring Mary. The whole family's going to come over. I saw the, the picture that you sent me last night of your TV. By the way, I zoomed in. The amount of dust 
on, on the counter. I know you've talked about it, but seeing it with my own Could eyes. Did you see it on that picture? Oh my God. It was caked. It was everywhere. <laughs> I got to bring up that picture and see if I can. I, I like zoomed in. I was like, oh, I was like, I was like, what is that? I'm like, oh my God. Oh yeah. You can, you can see it. <laughs> you can definitely see it. You can see, see where I have my, uh, my four, my, my random UFO coasters. UFO coasters that are just covered in dust. Yeah. And like the whole layer underneath your TV. I was like, how does oh, that yeah, even you happen? Oh yeah. You can see it. That's like seven years of not dusting. You didn't even respond to that funny picture. Did I not? You didn't send me a ha-ha. I think I must have been just taken away by, <laughs> by the, the zoom in. And for, the, see. for those that are wondering, I, I, this is a true story. By the time I turned it on, I, I the, didn't respond. I'm sorry. The bottom clicker goes, Wildfire, Dean Everson, amid seven. And when I read it initially, I thought, they're naming wildfires now? <laughs> that was a, I did laugh at that time. I was like, that was when I was like, I might be too stoned. Like this, I might need to put the bowl down. I legitimately did laugh at the text, and I honestly think that I zoomed in on the the dust and got I so did. taken aback that I forgot to respond. That's my bad. Usually, I try to crop that out so people. Oh, I don't care. Me. I'm fascinated. I want to see more of your house. <laughs> I'm dying to know what it looks like. Just bring it. Just bring a rag. <laughs> Trying to get over the, the the Kentucky loss, though. I don't know if you read Eric Crawford had a had a column yesterday that UK fans are all mad that like he's being a homer and all this stuff. Oh, good lord. He wrote about the fact that the Kentucky loss is never going to go away. He, he mentioned at the beginning of the, of the story he was listening to Mark Ennis's post game and, and you know Lawrence, who I think every Louisville radio person knows, his, he's called into every show over the years, and he's very he's, he's always got who's the caller Lawrence. He's oh, I've never been Lawrence in forever. Very strong opinions, but he called into the, right the post game show. And Hink. Yeah, and apparently he was like, I, I'll remember this game until I die. So the, the loss is bad, but Crawford did. He writes in this column about how. UFL fans need to remember that one, they're ten and two in year one of Jeff Brom, and then two, Brom's just getting started. And he wrote, um, he wrote this. He said, Louisville fans are yes tired of being looked down upon by Kentucky and losing five straight in the rivalry is a byproduct of mismanagement. But under new management, it should not continue, at least not on a regular basis. Nor should Louisville fans worry much about what Kentucky thinks of them or the ubiqu- ubiquitous L's down gesture. Kentucky's best bowl win in the past 50 years was in the 1976 Peach Bowl. In that same span, Louisville has won the Fiesta, Sugar, and Gator Bowls, had a Heisman Trophy winner, and produced an NFL MVP and a Super Bowl MVP. Its coaches have been hired away by Oklahoma, Michigan State, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Texas Longhorns. It's gone from playing in a dilapidated 48,000-seat stadium at the Kentucky Fairgrounds to filling a 60,000-seat stadium on campus. Saturday checks another milestone off the bucket list a Power 5 conference championship game. If all that equals L's down, well, maybe down is something Kentucky should aspire to. Mark Stoops won his third game against the top 10 team on Saturday. During that span of his Kentucky tenure, Louisville has beaten more top 10 teams than he has, and that's been in the midst of Louisville's worst football stretch in 30 years. None of that lessens the loss to Kentucky, mind you, nor is it meant to. This loss did some damage. But when Louisville has it going, no program in the state has accomplished more, even the one with far more resources and a more prestigious conference and a five-game winning streak in the current series. And Brom, in his first season, has shown every indication in year number one that he is fully capable of getting the good times rolling again. A friendly Eric. reminder from Eric Crawford. I love Eric Crawford. It's well done. So well said. And, so, and I imagine UK fans are mad. The truth bothers them. And, and I don't just mean the caller that likes IU. I mean the, the the actual truth. I mean that's and he everything he said was one hundred percent true. He's not wrong. This is coming from Kentucky I fans. I still hate that we've to, lost five in a row. I do too. But I mean, this is like, Kentucky fans are going to get mad at that and then be like, "Well, you, our coach won two ten win seasons. Mike Oko didn't win none, or Tiger Stadium has zero. Lamar fumbled. <laughs> Lamar fumbled. <funny. laughs> yeah. And by the way, I, I don't know if you mentioned it. That seventy seven season was uh, vacated as well, if I remember right. 
76, like you said. Oh, was it okay? The 77 was the, the 10 win season that they, they won the, I think it was their only SEC win, isn't it? I don't know, win? Trevor. I wasn't alive. Well, that's true. You weren't. Don't pay attention. And you know what? It doesn't matter if they did or not because, like I said, it was vacated because you cho- you cheated. I was going to say cheaters. That's why I tried to get caught in the middle of saying two words. I sent you the, the only thing that we haven't talked about today that has been making its rounds around the cheaters. place. I sent you some audio if you can. You did. That. Uh, Gary Parrish, we, we played the clip that he and Matt Norlander had. From oh, the, wait. I've had three friends in this meeting. I know. It's, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's short. Uh, Gary Parrish and Matt Norlander, we played their clip from their podcast a couple weeks ago. Parrish, the topic of Louisville beating New Mexico State uh, in a closer-than-it-should-have-been overtime game on Sunday came up with Parrish uh, yesterday. Here's what he had to say. I would just feel defeated every single day. Like, my God, we, we are – like it's not like well we've been bad and we're but we're getting better or we've been bad and um, but it was just a small sample size. It's like from the moment I took this thing over, it's been a disaster, and we just barely beat a team with four players. I mean, it, and there's no indication there's going to be a year three of this. It just that's the saddest situation in college basketball right now. I don't think. It's- I mean, the the first part. I, is, I want to point out though, I love the people joking. They only had four players like the last I know. two possessions. It, it, it's misleading. Like, <laughs> it is like acting like we won that game because New Mexico State went down to four players. They fouled out their sixth guy with thirty seconds left. We were already yeah. up by six. Was it embarrassing to have them promptly come down, hit a three, and then foul them on the next possession? <laughs> yes. Yeah. We tried to lose, but it wasn't like the wit the, the the playing five on four for like six minutes propelled us to yeah. victory. That's a little bit of a that's a straw man. But you know when. when you're as bad as we are, it's, it's, it, it kind of goes with the narrative. Yeah, the, the first part of that where he's like, it just like I don't know how you're dealing with this as a Louisville fan. It just keeps getting worse every day. Yeah, like we've been we've we've been talking about this on the radio show basically since I've started about how I, I was texting with somebody today where I was like, you know, it, 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 it can't get worse. And then you're like, every time you say that, it absolutely does get worse. I don't know what the next step in this is, is all going to be, but. You feel like you shouldn't say those words. It has been, I mean, every single day, even in the offseason, even during football, I mean, we've had somebody bring up something on the text line. There's been a piece of news out there that has just brought us back to the fact that this is just such a, a sad state of affairs. And, like, I mean, it, it, it kind of is. Like, I think DePaul maybe overall is still more sad than we are, but Louisville fans Keep are— Keep hanging on to that, buddy. Yeah, they're 1-5 in five at least. But, I mean, we are—our standards should not be compared to DePaul standards. We are we are a program that ten years ago was coming off of a national championship, uh, and, and was looked poised to potentially repeat as national champions, and, and now to be sitting here being like, "Are we going to win six games a year after winning four is just so, so sad. But hey, beat Bellman tomorrow. Let's take home the ACC A Sun Championship, and watch everybody else play more meaningful games the next two nights. It's it sucks. It, it all sucks. Anything? I agree. Did nothing to add? Yeah, no, not, not me. We add to it sucks. All right, let's go back to the text line. 502-414-1450 <laughs> is the Thornton's text line. If you have thoughts to get in, now it's time to do it. Do it. Two, uh, two uh, updates so on, on college football. Do you want to hear them? Yes. Uh, one, Syracuse has a new coach. Ooh, who is it? They have hired defensive backs coach from Georgia, Fran Brown. Fran. All right. Fran. D- 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 let, don't let don't be make fun of you because you got, you got a girl's name there, buddy. You, you be manly, Fran. And second, Brand the man, Brand the man, and this one should get Joe Flacco happy, not just because he got a job in Cincinnati, I think, but because the the Delaware Blue Hens are now Conference USA bound. We knew that. 
Oh, we did. Yeah, they 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 made they're making the move. I think in a couple of years they're going from oh. FCS to FBS. Why you got why you got why you got poop on Joe Flacco's news? Here's the weird thing though. So I, I didn't know it. The thing about this that I didn't know is they just changed the rules last year for transitioning teams. So now if you want to go from FCS to FBS, guess how much money you have to pay? Two billion dollars. Incorrect. <laughs> You've got to pay five million dollars. Just make, and you can't even make a bowl in your first two years. Yes, that's the rule, which is dumb. Which, but guess how? Before the rule was instituted, so you, you so now if you want to go from FCS to FBS like Delaware is, you've got to pay five million dollars to do it. Before this rule was changed a couple months ago, guess how much you had to pay to do the exact same thing? Two million. Fifty thousand dollars. Wow. It's like changing a speeding ticket from eighty-five dollars to sixty-five thousand dollars. Actually, it's not. It's it's way more than that. It's like a two hundred fifty thousand dollars speeding ticket. How the hell has Delaware got five million dollars? They're just up there doing that. You know, no one's paying attention up there to them. It's trees covering them. They're just doing whatever they want. Up Will there. Michigan be mad that Delaware comes in wearing their helmets? Ooh, because Del- I think they're the only two that wears that that, that style helmet. The same little thing, yeah. Yeah, and Delaware does it. I, I'm wondering if Michigan's got Michigan's blue and get- yellow, blue and yellow. <laughs> Texture says Cragthorpe was fired 14 years ago today. No, according to the celebratory Facebook post that showed up in my memories. I don't know what I want out of this text, but I just feel like I should acknowledge it. Thank I, you for that. I love Facebook memories. This guy, I'm gonna go check my Facebook memories. I've been mine today were, were super boring. I get excited when I see them. And I'm like, oh, I, I just, seriously, that is like the highlight of sometimes my day is getting to see my Facebook memories. I do like when I have it. Like the pictures pop up on my photo memories too from like this year, this day, a year ago. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh yeah, I've said yeah with the show and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, texture no, says no memories. I guess I was quiet today. Sorry. That's okay. Texture says get a twenty dollar antenna to watch the game if it's on ABC. Or you just come to my house. Does that work? Is it a twenty dollar antenna and put it on a new TV? I don't think that's gonna work. I don't think it works on the flat screens. Does I don't it? think. Yeah, I think that's an old thing that you could do. Like, like yeah, fifteen like, years. Yeah, ago. And I think the, the the words he's looking for is rabbit ears. Well, somebody else says the exact same thing. It, the next like five people say the exact same thing. ABC is free broadcast TV. Just get a ten dollar antenna or borrow your parents' login. They probably don't use it. If it's on ABC, you can get an HD antenna and tune in over the air for free. Okay. I thought they took away the where so you, did I, but I, the, the days where you could just plug in a tube TV and you get you or even just a the text screen. line knows. I trust the text line here. If, I thought they got rid of that where you could even still watch like ABC, NBC, and CBS and Fox. So did I. Yeah. But if, if all these people are saying the same thing, I'm choosing to trust them. Okay, I agree. Texas says accountants can't be Thor. Take a sip of ginseng tea while I slowly close out my multi-tab interconnect Excel spreadsheet and quietly cry myself to sleep. <laughs> is that my guy Thor? Is his name Thor? There is a Thor that I know is a big U of L fan. I didn't realize he was an accountant. That, that's a that's a joke that would cut him right to the core. I'm curious. What do you, what do you do for a living, Thor? It's a very small. I think he's an accountant. If it, oh, is he? I, I, based I, on that text, I would say. I so. would think he's a mechanic. Just a direct shot. I'm so sorry. Then again, my mind does that because I think of. Uh, Adventures in Babysitting, when Thor was the mechanic. Mm, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I think it's Lee Schreiber is like plays the, plays the character, I believe. Texas, we don't need Van Dyke. We've had a QB with confidence issues already. We need a polished product. I'm not really wanting Van Dyke either, to be honest with you. I, there's, I, I'm not going to, like, if we get him, I'm not going to, like, hate, but I just, there are many other options I'd prefer. My initial reaction was the same as I think everybody's, where it was like, ah, like I, I'm aware of the fact that he's getting benched in Miami and had such a bad year. And then when he played us, he threw that pass where he was rolling out to the right and like hit his dude in stride 40 yards downfield without like like without setting his feet. And I was all I could think of was Jeff can work with this. Like he's still got a big arm. He clearly can make some throws out there that only elite quarterbacks can make. 
if you can just harness, <laughs> to quote Kevin Nealon from, from Happy Gilmore, harness good, block bad. It just like, do what he did with Jack. That didn't Plummer. work good for Happy though. No, but you know, you know, avoid the big mistake. Do all that good stuff. Utilize the the assets that he has to your advantage with a, a good system. I, I think he can be a very capable quarterback. But I understand why the fan base is is going to be a little bit apprehensive. But they may not have a choice. Uh, Duke and Ryan sent us in his his Facebook memories. I'm surprised I didn't post anything on there. Said, Thank God and Greyhound, and then had somebody who was yeah 14 years ago today. It's over. Thank the heavens above. Crag is history. Let the new chapter of Louisville football begin. I do remember that I posted a picture of him walking out with like his like head down. It was very shadowy, and I just said shadows and dust. Cragsmas from <laughs> from Gladiator when he got fired. <laughs> Section says Shaka Smart from the Make Him Say Oh guy. Make him say. Uh, we here did Shaka Smart. Yeah, it's a different guy though. It's a different person. Ah, uh, that was he doing the uh, he's doing the make him say no and he's a make him say uh. Yeah, it's Master P guy. Yeah. Okay. Texas Mike gotta say I was emotionally destroyed from that loss. However, listening to Brom's post game presser, we are in good hands. The future is bright. Brom makes love to his wife. Mister Piggy at Useless K is only porking. <laughs> Unnecessary last line, but. Okay. Uh, um, Texas Elastigirl from The Incredibles had a dump truck. All the all, all those Pixar movie like just absolute, Wait, wasn't she a kid? Wasn't donks. she a minor? Well, do they have the ages? No, Elastigirl was the mom. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of. But all those movies, they just they, the <laughs> they got butts. The, the moms all just have dump truck asses. Like they 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 just like it's like normal normal body frame and then bam, right there. <laughs> Whoever's doing it knows what they're doing. I'm just telling you, bam, right in your face, bam. Texas also anyone uh, Texas Saturday was one of two maybe three losses to UK where I genuinely felt watching the game we were the better team. Also, anyone who doesn't think that KP needs to go immediately just doesn't have a brain at this point. It's just like, like every Texas has to have that just tossed in right now. It's like getting really excited about the Florida State game. Also, Kenny Payne sucks. It's like okay, just we, pretty much we don't we don't need to have it in there. We don't we don't have to. Texas says cards minus five and a half versus Bellman on DraftKings. There you go. I mean, it's a small number. Not bad. I'm still taking Bellerman, I think. Uh, at this point, like, that line tells you all you need to know. Like Bellerman, the fact that it's only five and a half. I love Scotty. I love Doug. I love Bo. I love everybody over there. You do. They are a team. I think picked to finish in the bottom half of the Atlantic Sun this year. They were last year as well. They were, and they ended up finishing, I think, eighth in the Atlantic Sun. Still ahead of us. They're. You know, they have not shown. You know, they lost to Moorhead at home by thirteen. They're in the two hundreds on Ken Palm. I think they're what they're, they're two sixteen on Ken Palm. They're two and five overall, and they're coming to our place, and they're a five-and-a-half-point underdog. That's insane. It's insane. And and all and like Louisville fans' collective reaction to that is, I think they got a good shot, and I'm not disagreeing with them. Like, there's – if they could beat us last year, they absolutely can beat us this year. <sighs> if they lose that game tomorrow. What? I think something might have to happen. Well, you did that. That's what you said about Coppin State, too. And I – I believe it. If they'd lost that game to Coppin State, then I think something drastic would have happened. I mean, you might as well just accept drastic measures because we're going to lose some of these games. That have been, I mean, we're not going to win all the rest of these out-of-conference games. Well, we don't have that many more. Good. we got Pepperdine we're... and Arkansas State. Basically, that's it. Besides DePaul and Kentucky. We can lose all three, though. We can lose both of those Pepperdine. Can, oh, we, but those all those teams are better than Bellarmine, according to every 
analytical model. That's not good. No. I mean, they're also way better than New Mexico State, Indian, who we're should have beaten us. Texter says 502-414-1450. Let's be clear. Pierce Clarkson chose the University of Louisville, not Satterfield. True. That's good very point. true. That's a good point. I'm just, I was just saying he was a Satterfield recruiter first. He was, but he was more of a mm. Louisville guy. Yeah. Like Which that. is why he's here, not Cincinnati. There is a there's a report from On Three Sports saying Florida defensive line they they're looking for a new DL coach, and they are going after three guys: Charlie Partridge from Pitt, Elijah Robinson from Texas A and M, and Mark Ivy from Louisville. Don't like that. Don't mm-hmm. don't don't care for that at all. I think Ivy. I mean, look, Ivy has been talking about how much he loves Louisville. If he wasn't going to follow all of the staff that he came here with last year, I have to imagine it would be a have to be a very very sweet deal for him to leave and go to Florida. He has I mean, he's got two kids that are going to U of L right now, so his family's here. He I would assume he would want to stay here at least until his daughters graduate from Louisville. But it's it's Florida. It's a big time job. We'll see what happens. But I would hate 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 to lose Mark Ivy. He's been very instrumental in the success we've had this year. I would hire the Partridge family. Yeah, or the other, or the other guy. Yeah, sure. Texas, when Judgment Day comes. I'll make sure to wear a Louisville shirt just so God knows I've already been through hell. It's <laughs> a good text. I like that, actually. This is about Kenny Payne. <laughs> I like that text. That was cool. Texas says, Mike, think back to your tweets from when Georgia Tech was beating us back in week one. Jack was bouncing passes to receivers. The defense had huge lapses, but we escaped. We then escaped NC State, Indiana, Miami, Virginia, but pooped the bed against Pitt and Kentucky. Ten and two could have easily been six and six, and probably we've been we we would have been with with Satterfield at best. I think we'll look back at this ten and two team as an amazing accomplishment. Like you said, playing in an Orange Bowl is massive and never guaranteed. Oh, for sure. I mean, th- this team. But, that's a good, that's a good point though. The big difference between going ten and two and six and six is Satterfield and Brahma this season. For sure. I mean, th- yeah. this team overachieved. Yeah. I think that you can easily say that. It's not like. It's been very rare that we've just overwhelmed teams. And they have a dog here. Yeah, Debbie, oh, Debbie's dog. Oh, here. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oddly enough, like maybe the two two of the most dominant performances we give we've given this year were against Notre Dame and Duke, who at the time were the two best teams that we'd played. I mean, BC we absolutely destroyed. But besides that, I mean, a bad Indiana team we were lucky to escape against. A whatever Georgia Tech team we were very lucky to win that game. NC State now seems better than it did at the time. But you know, we still we barely beat a team that was doing nothing offensively through that for that entire game. Um, I mean, all those games we were. I mean, Virginia was the, the luckiest of all, I think. And Virginia's not a good football team, so yeah, th- I mean, this easily could have been eight and four, seven and five, even six and six. And the fact that it wasn't has made it a whole hell of a lot of fun. Virginia of those of, of those close wins was maybe NC State. Virginia definitely we had no probably no business winning that game. It was those two games I think were the NC the, State might those be were the ones there, we were yeah. like I don't know how the hell we just did that. Like yeah. like that probably should have been a loss. Like Indiana I think was just kind of lucky to be in it with us and Miami was just a good game in general. Georgia Tech I think was just you know first game of the year. I mean it is what it is. Yeah, we were a little bit yeah. Yeah, they had the one quarter too. I mean we beat them for three in Texas the Texas right. Like Plummer was so out of sorts in that first he half. Was. Like it was very obvious that I mean all of us were like is this gonna be the guy like this is t- like, he was missing wide open dudes and then to his credit he played really well in the second half yeah and he's been you know mostly steady since then all right take a break when we come back final segment of the show we'll take as many texts as we can and then we will look ahead to the night ahead in sports including the acc sec challenge the inaugural one it won't feature the louisville cardinals but it will feature some other teams of note we'll talk about that after the break here on 1450 and 96.1 the big x Don't be better, smarter than the average pair. Don't be 
bear is always in the ranger's hair. At a picnic table you will find him there. Stopping down more goodies than the average bear. He will sleep till noon, but before it starts... Something very fun that always made me laugh. I never watched this show. Oh, I did. I, I was never into Darkwing or like Lock, was it Launchpad was the other one. That I never through. watched that. I watched Darkwing Duck. I watched Ducktales. I was Ducktales and uh, Chippendales only. I watched Chippendale a little bit. Rescue Rangers. Rescue Rangers. Let's clarify Let's that. Get Dick. All right, uh, final segment here of the Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. You talked about 80s and 70s shows. That's pure 90s right there. Like, all the 90s, 90s sound yeah. the same way, yeah. For sure. Yeah, that kind of, I don't, I don't know how to put it, but yeah, more upbeat and kind of, yeah. You can see someone, like, jam dancing in hammer pants yes. for this. Yeah. God, it's crazy. <laughs> I hate the way we have it. The, the weird thing, though, is when you think about like the 90s, the 80s, the 70s, the 60s, you know, there are these very obvious stereotypes that come to everybody's minds. Like, I, I feel like, are we getting to a point now where that's not the case with like the aughts or the tens? Like, there's not, it, it's all about technology now. It's like, oh, yeah, you were using this type of phone in 2010. But like, it, there's not, I don't know, the, 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 I feel like the culture is not as unique to those decades as it was for, for that period of time. And I think that's going to continue as we move forward. What do you mean? I don't know. I'm confused. Well, you know, you think about there's a certain type of music that you think of automatically when you think of like 90s and 80s and a certain type of clothing, and I feel like it's not as just. I don't know. I I, I mean, the the crap they call rap nowadays is pretty. Yeah, but you say that for like anything that was made after 1998. No, not true. Mostly after 2010. What's the difference between a like a, a rap song in 2008 and 2013? Auto tune. Auto tune was very much around in 08 and 2013. Well, okay, oh, wait, I was thinking, I thought you said 98 for some reason, but okay. Like, if you're saying, like, the music in 1987 and 1996, yeah, I, I feel like you could, there's a clear distinction between So you're the saying sounds. there's very few differences, but I mean, I wouldn't say early 2000s, but I guess, like, later in the, the 2000 decade to the 2010s are very similar, I mean. I don't, yeah, I don't know. But I don't, I don't think the early 2000s had the same sound as, like, you get in the aughts, or 2010s. Maybe. I mean, I, I feel like it's just like they, you don't, like, not like one thing comes to your mind. Like, like how do you think of people dressed in the aughts? Kind of the same as they do now? I guess. I mean, each, each generation does have its different dress, though. I mean. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, like, the, these decades don't as much anymore. They all just kind of blend together. I think the one thing that's consistent through all time is that when you get older, you think the generation below you is lazy and worthless? Well, that's true. I mean, that's always been the case. <laughs> no matter what it is. You see, like there's there's all these posts on you can find them on social media and stuff where they go back and find the same basic lines from every portion in like recorded history. Where it's like 1930. Here's a story about like what's wrong with America's youth. It's like the time cover in 1950 is like the laziest generation. Like it's just it's the same thing over and over and over. 
But this time it's really true. The new generation is just lazy, and we they don't work as hard as we did. No, they don't. They never did. I don't, Especially I you. I don't think they're lazy. I think they're, just more, they're too entitled. They think they, 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 everything's being handed to them. 100%. So true. Not my generation. Not we the, worked for everything we not got. Not Gen X. We, we worked. I worked for no pay for 17 years before I got this job. I think the boomers are the last one that actually can't like actually claim that, right? They can actually significantly say we earned it like they actually did. Didn't they? I mean, they were. I mean, I think that I think generation. generation. I think it was the greatest generation. The one right before them. Yeah. Yeah. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. The Thornton sex line. Let's not do generation thing. Let's not get everybody all upset. The boomers were the, the also the like hippies too, right? Yes. No, boom. Yeah, because that was like the forties. So you'd be born in the forties. You'd have been yeah hippie in the sixties. Yeah. Well, baby boomer would be like late forties, right? Yeah, but that would have put you in 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 prime hippie era in, in your teens and stuff. I guess some of them. Like it's one of those where like the you cast. I think baby boomers are like late forties to like early sixties. So some people would have been too young to be hippies. It's like millennials. Everyone thinks about a certain age. Like yeah. technically, like I'm a millennial. But I so your your later boomers are your yuppies, and your early boomers are your hippies. I guess yeah. I guess okay. Yeah, not everybody's the same. Just I mean, that, you fall under millennium though, right? Because I'm like I'm like right on the cusp of like the millennial. Age I thought group. eighty was the the cutoff for Gen X. I mean, I, I think it's very? I think like eighty three, eighty four is what I've seen. Millennial, let me see, like a millennial age year. So millennials are eighty two to ninety six. Okay. So I'm eighty four. I'm I'm Gen X. I'm eighty. Yeah. Old ass. Oh, I know. So you're right there at the bottom. Is the current ages for millennial for Gen X are forty three to fifty eight. That's that's me. Boomers are fifty nine to sixty eight. Well, this is different than what I just saw. This boomers would be late. <laughs> Or Boomers 2. Who cares? I'm really <laughs> We have a lot of text. We have like 30 texts to get, more than 30 texts to get to. All right, hit the Boomers. Let's do it. 502-414-1450. Texture says, news report. Random fat guy gets winded and requires medical assistance after perusing returning Louisville quarterback Jack Plummer up a flight of, flight of stairs. We really stopped talking generational slang <laughs> for this. Can't, can't, I mean, I, I, I gave up my Boomer rant for that. It's a good text. That's funny. Texture says Satterfield definitely would have ruined Pierce Clarkson by now. Probably. He probably would, he would have loved. <laughs> I mean, would it be starting? Because, I mean, we wouldn't have Plummer. Would we? I mean, Conley would be the starter, right? Doman. Doman? It would have been mostly Conley and Doman, I would think. The Doman era. What would we have done with Brock Doman as a starting quarterback all season long? Probably like six and six. Five and seven, yeah, something like that, yeah. Texas, maybe Karan turned into a dark spirit child and KP is too worried to talk about it and feels tricked again. <laughs> Not a high character warrior, I'll tell you that much. That's why he keeps seeing Danilo so, it's, it is, it is an, it's got, It can't be a coincidence. He's the only one that didn't get the character reference on his on his bio, too. And Trenton, who left. Yeah, that's an excellent point, yes. Both guys who didn't get the character reference the only on their two. release yeah. ended up being either kicked off the team or whatever the hell's going on with Karan Davis. <laughs> maybe, he's, maybe he went with Trey and we just don't have the heart to tell anybody. Maybe. <laughs> Texture says, anybody but Van Dyke, the guy has that leg injury and got benched for a scrub. I absolutely don't want him. That seems to be the general consensus, but you may not have a choice. I mean, we get him. I'm not going to like, I'm going to try to be positive, but yeah, I, there's, I have options. Then again, Plummer wasn't my first option either, so I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Texture says, Trevor, we don't respect, oh, this is the anchor guy again on a different account. <laughs> There's a mean text. He's always got to ask me what a homemade Lunchable was. Yeah. I'm not reading <laughs> yeah. that. Texas, Arkansas actually did it. They hired Bobby P as the you OC. Spell my name right, at least if you're going to yeah, insult me. Talk about railing your mom. Yeah, at least, at least, and it's Mrs. By the way, I think. What, what is it? What is it? Miss? What's the, you're married, Mrs. If you're married, I always get that mixed up. Do you really? 
Yeah, which one is it? Mrs. Not married. Mrs. Is married. So wait, Mrs. is MRS, right? Yes. And that means you're married. Correct. And if it's MISS, it means you're single. Or MS, yeah. Or MS. I don't, why, 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 why is there a difference? There shouldn't be. Yeah, that's stupid. Okay. Texture says, would Sorry. you like to see Jawar Jordan take a bite out of a real-life orange with eyeballs? Yes, Mike, I would. Me too. I, I would too. I, I say all, we need edible mascots for every bowl game. I mean, could you imagine seeing like an orange running down the sideline, George? It's <laughs> like ah, chasing him down and like jumping on him, and he's taking a giant bite like a zombie in a movie, and be like, the orange guy, like ah. I mean, they don't let they don't let the players know that they don't actually have the edible. They just assume that it's edible because they saw it on other. Or, orange, <laughs> orange is just shooting everywhere, like like in Django, like uh, the blood in the Django scene. Stop! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> you hit a vein. It's like orange is shooting. At, orange is just firing everywhere. <laughs> Awesome. Texture says the greatest trick Karan Sose ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Just like that, he was gone. It's a good text. It's a great text. Texas is Mississippi State coming after Ron English. There's 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 buzz out there. I think Ron, I think a couple teams are going to come after Ron. English. I wouldn't be surprised if they're not. Texas, I have the same name as one of Louisville's pretty good defensive players. Should I buy a jersey? Where can you even get a good custom jersey these days? Uh, you can probably. Don't they sell blank jerseys on like co cards and stuff? I think you can get them done online somewhere. Yeah, I've I never would... had one, so I don't know. But yeah. I wonder what uh, what name is you share. La- if you shared a last name with a Louisville player or a Lions player, would you buy that jersey? No. Like I have a Jason Kelsey, but you you, you we had Keith Kelsey at linebacker a few years ago. Mary actually That's had a true. Keith Kelsey jersey at fifty five. Remember my mom every time he they say his name, he's like, I wonder if he's related to us. I'm like, don't think so. Not by blood. <laughs> Something tells me I doubt it. First, he's from Florida. And the other, you know, he's 6'4 and black. But other than that, he's from Florida. Maybe, though. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Texas says, if at the beginning of the football year you see UofL schedule and say we lost two games, you might say UK, but no one would have thought our only two losses were to Pitt and UK. Well, we, I mean, at the beginning of the year, I, I, I think, thought we were going to lose to Pitt, but I, think, I thought Pitt was going to be a lot yeah. better than they were. I think Pitt, like that, you and me, that was like Pitt and Vodtech were the two that we picked as like two losses, I think. Two of, I picked Pitt. I picked Vatek as like the big upset because I didn't yeah. think Vatek was going to be good. I picked Pitt, Miami, Vatek, and then I think another, maybe Notre Dame. I, I know I picked us to beat See, UK at the beginning of the I year. I picked us to beat Notre Dame. I do remember that. And I think I, I picked us to lose to NC State, actually. I think I had us going 4-4 four and four in the conference. I might have done the same because I think I would have picked us the other road was something. Because that's the reason why I picked us to lose to Pitt as well. I think mine was Pitt. Because you, you only asked losing three games. Yeah, I, but I mine was Pitt, Pitt, Vodtech, and NC State, I think. I don't think you did Vodtech. I think that was my, like, I'm going out on a limb here. I think you did Pitt, Miami, and NC State. Okay, that might that might sound about right, too. Because you went 9-3, and three, I went 8-4. and four, But I, 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 like, Pitt was the game that I was like, eh, I don't like that. Like, coming off, like, a big game the week before. It's a road game. And, and, it was, and it's our first like, major when well, NC State was. I guess. And we thought Pitt was going to be good. And yeah. They, they weren't. But if you'd say, if you said going into the year, you're going to lose to a, a you know, Two teams. Look at look at how all these teams finished. I would not have picked three and nine Pitt and seven and five Kentucky. I mean, the bigger surprise to us is not that we lost to Pitt before the season; is that Pitt was as bad as they were. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. Texas. I booked my flight to Fort Lauderdale yesterday for the Orange Bowl. Let's just beat the Knolls so no CFP committee can screw us. I think like, there is a part of me oh, now that we get man. that we get closer to the CFP rankings tonight. Like I'm very curious to see where they drop us and where they have NC State because I wouldn't put it past them to pull a 2016 and just screw us. <sighs> Texture says, oh, the angry guy again. I love that he, first of all, he's trying to get mad about us, me correcting his grammar, but he had to send this text twice because he effed it up so much the first time. <laughs> Old buddy talking about my grammar like he ain't a dropout. I'm smarter than you and my team owns you. Tell your listeners to cry more, bunch of losers. I mean, first of all, 
I didn't. He Mike didn't drop out. He's the one that called you on a grammar, not me. Well, dude. I dropped out of law school. Oh, okay, I thought he was talking about me. I was like, because that's. I'm never. I'm. I'm not one. I. I. It annoys me when people play grammar police on on social media. It kind of gets on my nerves. I think he, he sent the same text twice. and had to add the bunch of losers at the end. Just had to. Is get that the, what it all did? Just had to get it in there. <laughs> Texas angry guys. Texas. Why I've argued that we no longer need to play the UK game. While the rivalry is important for us, we are going to be competing for conference championships and potentially a playoff spot in the future. While UK is going to be at best sitting at six or seven wins a year coming into this game. Beating us is the most important win for their season. Also, did you all bring up the tweet that calls our basketball program the funniest team in America? I didn't. That was the my funniest team. There's a there's a TikTok that went viral that this guy Kofi he talks about how funny we are and all that stuff. And then at the end, he's like, the only, the best reason to, to to follow them is to follow Mike Rutherford's tweets and like shows a bunch of my tweets. He's like, somebody sent that to me. Yeah, he, he's like it. he's like he makes it very. I'm like I appreciate that. But this is old man rant. If you're gonna do a video, don't do those stupid videos with your head floating around it. I hate those. That's just that's TikTok. Okay, because that, that's why I don't. I, if I see that and I did it for this video, I'm just gonna automatically stop watching it. So don't even bother. You're not gonna get that Trevor click. You're not. I'm not. As soon as I see that head there, I'm like gone. Peace. Texas, yeah. So I'm worried about NC State AD and Mitch Barnhart being on the college football playoff rankings committee. I feel like we're going to get burnt. I didn't know Barnhart was on this. Is this going to be 2021? Oh, no. Like, Barnhart nuked the program by keeping us out of the NCAA tournament in 2021. Chris Mack would have this team at number four in the country if Barnhart hadn't been on the, the committee. NC State AD's on it, too? Did, I, mean, I love how he just calls him. He doesn't even name him, drop his name. Who cares? Yeah. Do we know his name? How do we know it's this actual AD? God, this would, that would suck. I'll be talking now about Now I'm more worried. Texas, I most worry about FSU only beating Louisville by a slim margin, and the reaction is, man, they barely beat a Louisville team that just lost to Kentucky, and FSU misses the playoff because Louisville played them close. But get blown out, and what happens with NC State? The Cards just need to win. That's the, that's a simple thing here. I mean, Florida State just came off beating a barely beating a Florida team that lost to Kentucky. Yeah, we're back in this the the, the situation we were a couple weeks ago when we're talking about all the the hypotheticals for getting into the conference championship game. At the end of the day, if we win, it solves everything. Just win the game, and we're good. Texas says Tarunga Lee from Futurama and Roberta Tubbs from the Cleveland Show are top five hot female animated characters. Okay, I never watched Futurama. Roberta was hot. I mean, Tarunga Lee, she had one eye. I mean, oh, she, I know you're talking about. It's the mom. It's the voice is the mom from um, uh, Kathy Siegel. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Katie, or is it Katie Siegel? Katie Siegel. Yeah, Siegel. Siegel. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Kathy she's Siegel. I mean, I mean politically crap. from the neck down, she's great. But I mean. <laughs> She's got one eye. <laughs> Who was the other one he mentioned? The Roberta Tubbs. Tubbs from the Cleveland Show. That's the wife, right? No, it's the daughter. Oh, okay. Do you know she's voiced Roberta. by a white dude? Did not know that. Yeah, she's voiced by a white guy. Texas says, although Louisville will forever live in infamy for being the first school to be left out of the ACC-SEC challenge, at least we won't go down as the only team to be left out with the SEC going to 16 and the ACC going to 18 teams. See, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm looking at this, the ACC-SEC challenge this year without us. It's kind of like that 1939 NCAA championship tournament. Doesn't even count. Like, it, yeah, it, it was like technically it's the first, but no one ever acknowledges it because it was kind of like it was technically the coaches' tournament and not the NCAA tournament at the time. It's a down year for the sport. Yeah, so I mean that's that's how I look at the ACC. Until we get in next year, you know, this is kind of like the year that like it's a sample year. It doesn't really count. It's, it's down year for the sport. Yeah, it's down year for the sport. Texas, man, I hear you, Mike. I could leave Sports Center on for hours as a kid, especially on Saturday and Sunday. I used to just, yeah. I, I, used to, I just say every I, day before school. And as I got older, I used to, I'm, I'm that geek that would leave. ES, remember when ESPN News was would yeah. be like an hour and it would just rotate the same hour? I mean, I'd leave that on all day. Just, and mostly it's white noise in the background. 
Texas, this bothers me. We can't even do social media correctly, but maybe I'm just bitter. Energy Bunny reminds me of when my 90-year-old grandpa called Twitter the Twix. I guess we did a video of Tyler Johnson and called him Energy Energy Bunny instead of the Energizer Bunny. I don't know if it's a trademark. Is that like? Yeah, I think that might be like we just don't want to get sued. Maybe. Texas, you could just buy a twenty dollars antenna, and then you would have ABC. Everybody keeps saying this. I guess I'm just. Gonna yeah, wouldn't it be that. easier just to get the YouTube for the free YouTube thing though? Maybe I don't know. We'll figure out what's whatever's best. Texas, Mike Rutherford is the Gretzky of radio. Thank you. <laughs> Texas, Petrino gives me hope that anything is possible. If you if you can score enough points. After the fact that you and me are on the radio, so you give me all things possible. Yeah. <laughs> Texas says, "Where's the best place to watch the game on Saturday with family?" Hmm. Oh, I couldn't. I I've been so long since I've gone out and watched the game. I couldn't tell you that. I wish I could. A friend's house, probably. Your home. Saints. <laughs> Neighbors. I enjoyed watching games of Saints back in the day. I and I do, I do too. Other than I think I did watch. Uh, uh, there was a U of UK game I watched there that we lost, which wasn't angry, but other than that, yeah. Oh, the, uh, somebody, I didn't realize this happened during the last hour. The all-ACC football teams are out. Oh, I did I did happen to catch that. We had three people on it, right? Three? I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I'm assuming we didn't. I'm assuming Ashton did not win Defensive Player of the Year. I thought I saw Gelade and— uh, We had Jawar Jordan, yeah. first team, Brian Hudson, first team, and Ashton Gelade, first team. Yeah, I thought I saw, I thought I saw the poster earlier. I, I don't know why I didn't bring it. I should have brought that up. I'm sorry. Looks like Jamari Thrash, second team— and Jack Plummer. Jack Plummer's the third-team quarterback. Jawar Jordan as the um, uh, return man is also third-team offense. Uh, Michael Gonzalez on the offensive line is third-team. And Devin Neal, third-team at safety. There we go. Honorable mention, Eric Miller on the offensive line. A couple other guys, it looks like. Uh, they don't have the individual awards yet, so we actually don't know. Quincy Riley was honorable mention. Jeez, that seems surprising to me. Jarvis Brownlee, also honorable mention. I would have put... Probably should have been first, second, or third team, but I'm not going to get mad about that. It's, it's, it's crazy. The ACC quarterbacks have been so good in recent years. Remember, like Malik had all these record-breaking numbers, and he like didn't even get a vote for first, second, or third team last year. And then we have Jack Plummer, and it's like he's eh, he's he's whatever, and he's the third team quarterback this year. It's just crazy how things can change very quickly. All right, let's go as fast as we can here. Got a lot go. to get to in five minutes. Texas Brom closed a 30 to 40 point gap against Kentucky in one year with Satterfield players and the transfer portal. Well, we did lose by 13 last year, so he, he closed it by six points. But, yes, this this looked different. We were far more competitive, for sure. Texas, friendly reminder, this will be the best U.K. football win for a long time, with the SEC getting rid of divisions and adding Oklahoma and Texas, and their coach halfway out the door, barring another fan revolt. <laughs> he chose them. Texas, all of my flat screens use antennas. Very useful. Okay. Okay. Texas, especially – Texas uh, – Jesus Christ, you guys don't know that broadcast TV is still available, especially TK, who every time TV ratings are brought up, he insists on telling us how many people still don't have cable. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, you know, what can I say? That's a good point. Thank you for reminding me, Texer. <laughs> Texas Vincent Dinofrino. Oh, yeah. Thor he played Thor. Yeah, who does that? I said Lee Schreiber. Yeah, the, the guy that, yeah, you're right. He's right. Yeah. It's the guy that played um, in Full Metal Jacket. Texas, can Gary Parrish stop going scorch earth on us? I feel like the Simpsons meme with him saying, stop, he's already dead. Yeah, it's, we, we get it. We're down. Uh, Plumbing Bro 1 says, Scoots is 100% going against the strategy that works so well for him in college football. With, it's a KRC text, sorry. Skip it over. Texas says, Trevor, uh, you like Miami plus six and a half tonight? Uh, I sent a naked picture of <laughs> from Flintstone. Oh, hello. <laughs> stop. Ah, the carpet doesn't match the drapes. Um, no, I'm staying away from that game. Texas Trevor <laughs> quote: People born in the late '40s were in their prime teens in the '70s. 
No, I didn't say seven. I said sixties. The hippie. I thought you said sixties. I thought I said yeah. Because if you're born like forty eight and sixty five, you'd be seventeen. Texas says based on the amount of didn't smoking. I, say 60s? I don't know. Texas based on the amount of smoking both kinds that Trevor does. The fact that he apparently never dusts or pick up dog poop. I'm shocked that he's not constantly getting sinus infections. I'm it is amazing that you feel as well as you do, Cons. Like you, you're more healthy than I am. You'd be surprised. Uh, <laughs> my back is killing me right now. Well, yeah, that. <laughs> and, and yeah, and I do have. I mean, no, that's that's one of all. I got smited by a lot of things by the Lord above when he when he made me, but luckily, like allergies is like the one thing I didn't get hit with yet, hmm. and I can't get poison ivy either. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, at least I don't think I still can. At one point, I ran through it like in shorts when I was a kid, and I never got it. All my friends got it, and I didn't. I was like, ah. Somebody sent in a, a naked picture of no, Barney Rubble. A link to a tweet about Ozempic, that di- diet drug or something. Oh, those things don't work. No, they work for a lot of people. No, they don't. Those are lies. You ever heard of the Ozempic, the new one? Oh, 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 no, it's that's not Ozempic. That's no, it's like the new one. Everyone's doing it. No, I've heard it. I've seen their commercial. Yeah. Texas Demling says that Pratt is going pro, so I guess he's off the table, the the kid from Tulane. I knew that that was a possibility. It's also a possibility that Cam Ward's going to go pro. So, I think Cam Ward going pro is more possible than him going back to college, but it depends, I guess, where he's suggested where he's going to get drafted. Yeah, a lot of money being thrown his way. Because, Tex- yeah, you look at Duke and uh, like May and, and, and Penix and and uh, Williams are your top three on the board right now, I think. Texas first QB rumor starts, and UofL fans are really going to say, oh, God, anyone but Tyler Van Dyke. I've changed my mind. Continue with the angry guy tweets if that's the alternative. <laughs> Texas, would you rather win the ACC or the Orange Bowl? Oh, man, that's a good question. That is a good question. I mean, assuming that, let's assume that we're playing Ohio State in the Orange Bowl, which is everything that's out there. I would almost – I kind of want to lean on beating Ohio State just because I'd like to beat Ohio State. Again, i bring up 92 I again. I but... but conference championship would be – but also, I also like to beat Florida State. Like that's that's the tough one. Like if it wasn't, maybe if we were playing somebody other than Florida State or Clemson, I would like. I also feel like keeping Florida State out of the like. I feel like more people will remember that you kept Florida State out of the playoff than will remember that you beat Ohio State in the Orange Bowl. Because the the non playoff bowl, like people will be watching. The TV ratings are always high, but people will also forget the New Year's Six games or the December thirtieth games very quickly now. Like this is like like. All eyes are going to be on us Saturday night to see if FSU can lock up the the final spot in the playoff. I don't know, man. That's that's a really good question. That's a, that is a tough one. I, I, yeah. But beating eleven and one OSU in one of the big bowl games is is not is not nothing for sure. I mean, they're both on that. Yeah. Plus, we'd probably get the the whole Sugar Bowl treatment of they've got no chance. Yeah. And then we come in and beat them. I want to say conference championship, but I, that's I'm, I'm I'm I have to rethink that. Uh-huh. Texas Louisville has destroyed since the athletic department so bad to the point where their men's basketball team is playing a road game at Howard. I don't understand the Bearcats' logic in doing that, but it is good for the sport for two big-time mid-majors to play each other. Texas, yeah, that is uh, kind of weird. I think there's got to be something. Texas, I found out that UK fans hate it when I keep telling them congrats on the biggest win in your program's history. <laughs> it is kind of a double-edged sword. I mean, Texas, Mike, please read this in your best Bobby P. voice. Uh, hello, Fanville. I'm glad to be back home. When I sit up here and see y'all, y'all, I can't help but smile because I know uh, y'all remember all the great memories we made, and you know, once again, you're getting the best, Pig Suey. <laughs> all right, tonight we've got uh, we've got college basketball. Do I have an opening at secretary? <laughs> ACC SEC challenge starts tonight. Louisville not included. That's okay. 
Uh, a couple games here. There are, the big one is Kentucky versus Miami. But before that, we've got Mississippi State at Georgia Tech, Notre Dame at South Carolina, LSU at Syracuse. Uh, the only other ranked team playing. This is, I think, will be a good game. Nine thirty on ESPN. Clemson at number twenty three, Alabama. Um, should be should be competitive. Uh, who, who do you like there, TK? Um, I'm gonna go Alabama. I think Clemson is. is a little I don't know what Alabama brings to the table. Though. I'm really watching this year, so Clemson's five and zero. They haven't really played anybody great. Alabama is is much higher in the metrics. Uh, they lost to a good Ohio State team. They beat a, a good Oregon team. They're scoring a ton of points. They've scored ninety two or po- more points in every single game they've played so far this season. Um, Didn't Clemson bring back both their big men? Clemson brought back PJ Hall, who's who's been hurt a little bit. They, he's they, there's a given, and they got hurt. Joe Girard from Syracuse, the, the the good shooter outside. Okay, I, I, I think Bama wins. I'm gonna say Clemson covers the spread in this game. Well, it is a spread. Uh, it looks like six and a half. Okay. All right, uh, and then Miami versus Kentucky. Hurricanes are number eight in the country. Kentucky's number twelve in the country, but UK is a six and a half point home favorite. Real quickly, who you got? Miami winning cover. Ooh. Obviously, I think the Hurricanes will win on the road. I think UK wins. Laren, Jim Larinette out coaches Cal, which isn't really hard to do. Tomorrow we got the the bigger deal, the ACC A Sun Challenge. We we'll talk all about it. Enjoy your Tuesday night. We'll see you guys back here at three tomorrow. WXCW Jeffersonville.